patience, my friend. Afraid, are you? Hi, this is Trey Stokes, the writer-director of the award-winning Pink Five series, and you're listening to Star Wars On Direct. This station is being brought to you via Nolsoft's Shoutcast streaming technology. For more information, visit shoutcast.com. StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio on the Internet. It's your home for Star Wars fan audio genre news, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas. With behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an internet movie database-style directory of the entire Star Wars fan audio community, and the only fan audio community-recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com. Fandom has a whole new sound. Galactic Hunter, the place where you can find the latest Star Wars collectible news from all around the world. From the Hasbro and Kenner lines of action figures, to comics, games, prop collectibles, and events. Everything is covered and reviewed. Join our fan community in the Bounty Hunter Collective Forums and find all your bounties at www.galactichunter.com. Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target. Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. Star Wars on Direct is brought to you by SimpleNet. With SimpleNet, obtain a low-cost advertising for your company or, quite simply, a space to put your personal website online. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Communications disruption can mean only one thing. Here they come! The project tractor beam is pulling us in! You may fire when ready. Commence primary ignition. Welcome once more to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. This is Realme Taze, and uh, this is my friend here, Brian, and my other friend, Danny. And we are very proud to have you with us tonight. 
very happy new year to everybody. And of course, on with the main subject. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, right, right. Well, tonight we're going to be having a very nice interview with Gus Lopez, Ooh. Collector International, <laughs> Vintage Guru, Vintage Guru. That's that's good too. Vintage Guru. And uh, our secondary subject is what Star Wars set items do you collect? Uh, where we want to know if Why? you rather have like toothbrush and soaps or action figures. I mean. Or books, or whatever. Or miniatures. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we're going to have the hyperspace segment, the Star Wars Miscellaneous News. Oh, I'm sorry. The Pulse with Kit Fisto. Uh, yeah, I should change that on the playlist. The community <laughs> update. Uh, we also have uh, some of the movie reviews at the end of the show this, this today, uh, as well as like basically everything else. We're going to have like hyperspace first, and then the interview. And hyperspace, the ball community update, then the interview. And it's gonna be like going on like crazy tonight. Yeah. Of course, uh, there's also a little uh, open letter that will be read by my colleague here, Brian. Yes, Editorial from Kid Fisto. From Kid Fisto. And right now he's gonna tell you how you can contact us. You can reach us by email by sending us an email at studio at swendirect.com. You can send. You can contact us by. MSN Messenger by adding the user SWENdirect at hotmail.com to your MSN user list um, on the main site which is www.swendirect.com you can see our webcam you can join our chat and you can join our news group our brand, brand new webcam it, and our brand new website oh yeah it is a beautiful white I would say Apple inspired yeah <laughs> yeah. Website. And, and if you want to give comments about the website, just send us an email at studio at swendirect.com. If we receive some, we'll talk about it at the end of the show. That's basically it. All right, then. So. Sound card? Sound card, of course. Uh, if you don't hear us anymore at one point in the show uh, don't be afraid we'll be back in about five minutes after that point because uh, we might be getting some trouble with the little sound card but we shouldn't because we seem to have fixed the problem but we don't want to jinx it so exactly. just in case because you never know this is technology because <laughs> you know shit happens <laughs> yes there you go um, actually I was wondering you, you want to go first because I need to upload something for that Of our friends. Go first for oh sure. community for update for the, uh, the well pulse. The pulse. Okay. Here we go. Master Fisto, trust your insight. We do. Welcome to the pulse. Get Fisto's pulse. Yes. Well, let's hope it's have good blood pressure. <laughs> um, so, first thing I'm going to talk to you about is collecting news. Eminem, um, we all know, is going to be partnering up with with uh, Lucasfilm and going to be bringing us some exciting promotions leading up to um, Episode 3 and a little bit around there. They're going to be doing some classic stuff and some new stuff, so it's going to be very interesting. One of the um, promotions will be that they are going to be, if you buy, uh, I think it's three packs of 14 ounces of M&M's, mm -hmm. after you buy three of them, you get a um, 12-inch either M&M Luke <laughs> M &M plush Luke. <laughs> or an M Perer. M Perer, that's good. <laughs> by mail 
and when you um, send them in. Or, like, I guess it's going to be UPC yeah, that you send proof in. Of, proof of purchase. And um, I'm shooting up a link to the advertisement in the chat. Mm-hmm. So click there. Um, that's it, it, it looks really funny. It, it's going to be a funny collectible. So that's for that, for, for the M&M offer. There's going to be other stuff with it. You know, there's the uh, candy dispensers and all that stuff mm-hmm. coming around the M&Ms. Um, in other news, Vanity Fair... They're releasing yeah. their special uh, magazine about Star Wars this week. Um, and it is not only going to be restricted to Episode 3. It is going to be covering the saga. the saga. And you can go... There's uh, On StarWars.com, they have a picture of what will be the fold-out cover. And it has car- and it has the actors from all six movies. Yeah. It is beautiful. Except Alec Guinness. Uh, except Alec Guinness and Peter Cushing. Yeah. They and passed away. Sebastian Shaw. And Sebastian Chan. Yeah. So there, there's the next one. Um, moving on to video games, there's a new RTS being released in the fall. It's called Star Wars: An Empire at a War. Um, it got its debut in the British PC Zone magazine. So that's February, February uh, 2000. Um, I think it's five, I guess. Um, the game is set two years before New Hope. With a certain amount of crossover from episode three, the screenshots look superb. So I think it's me very inspired by the uh, battle of battle, battle for Middle Earth. Yeah, um, it appears to include ground battles and set in desert and green lands, along with attacking ATATs and a new Imperial ground-based vehicle called the called Tie Crawlers. You can look at the uh, central guide. Yes, of, uh, vehicle and vessel. You you can see it a Tie uh, Crawler. Cool. It's like instead of the wheels, the, the, the panel. It's like Tanks track. Okay. Um, as long wi- along with Rebel fleets taking on Star Destroyers. Uh, a lot like Homeworld game, mm-hmm. if you played that. Um, there is also... Um, I can shoot you the scan of the one-page article. And the game is being developed by Petroglyph. And it will be... Um, it's the same one of the studios that worked on the Command and Conquer series. Okay, Command so and Conquer. So, promising things from this game. Let's hope. So, there's another picture up in the chat. Um, in Miniatures News, Wizards released two tiles for Christmas. And um, you can go to their website. It's one of them is the Sarlacc Pit. Another is uh, a, san- a desert... Um, theme tile mm-hmm. with rocks and stuff like that. Um, and in this month, we are beginning going to get some online scenarios and other downloadable tiles. So Wizards, instead of doing downloadable maps, in, they'll be doing downloadable tiles. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that's interesting. They're, they're actually doing the same thing that the fan site... Exactly. Yeah. That, we, that, I've, that I've sent you links yeah. to. But on a s- smaller scale than mm-hmm. just doing maps. Mm-hmm. Um, and there will be a Star Wars mini chat this Thursday, uh, no, not this Thursday, can Thursday after this. Can we pick miniatures as our icons? On the, the force.net, uh, on the chat. On the chat? I, I think on the message boards you can choose your miniatures as your That's avatars. Cool. Um, anyway, there will be a chat on Thursday the 20th at 4pm Pacific, so 7 Eastern, and I think it's 12 o'clock in the UK. And one o'clock in Europe. So you're going to be able to talk the clone strikes with the developer Rob Watkins. 
So be sure you're registered for the chat before the night because there's gonna be a lot of people registering. So just do it like tomorrow, tomorrow, t- tonight. I really don't mm-hmm. care, but before so you don't have to go through the registration process. Just log in the night of. Yeah, I'd probably test to make sure you can get on as well. And the official website has revealed that Star Wars Clone Wars Volume One will re- arrive on DVD on the 22nd of, of March, 2005. They will include all the night, the all nine twenty-three minute chapters, and then everything will be on there. The first chapters, season, yeah. the first, the first, um, no, season one and two. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's interesting, what is new, is that including in the build-up for episode three, we're going to get the final the trailer, trailer in its entirety on the DVD. So it's in March, not in April. Yes. So everything seems but coming earlier this will time. Will they right? be getting it? Uh, we can we get it on hyperspace also at the same time? I don't know. Now, I think it's just going to be a DVD ROM link. Yeah, probably. But I hope it's actually on the DVD. Because <laughs> then, too. if they don't, hyperspace members better get it too on the without a DVD ROM link. Mm. So might as well just put it on hyperspace. So put mm. it on the DVD. Give us 5.1. Yeah, better quality. Exactly. Now that's it for the pulse. Better hurry up, Sebastian. Yo. So that's all you wanted. Okay. Well, now we're going to be going into the hyperspace. But first of all, we're going to tell you that uh, we don't want you to talk about hyperspace or anything Star Wars Episode Three in the main default room of our chat at swendirect.com. And uh, we please ask you to refrain yourself from talking any spoiler of Episode Three at all in any uh, forums out there on the internet that do not allow them. Uh, there are places where you can discuss them. Please go there and speak freely about it. Feel free to do so. And uh, tonight's hyperspace will last, we're going to hope, 15 minutes. <laughs> and uh, it shouldn't be any any longer than that. Probably a little bit shorter. So hit the music. And for those of you who want to see very nice images, go right now into My, My Room, room one, 1 to talk about Star Wars Episode 3 spoilers. Oh, crap. We've had to jump into hyperspace on my mark. All right, stand by. And we are back, and let's go deep into that with uh, very many updates uh, of the story of Star Wars Episode 3, and I'm going to go right into that. Anakin has terrible nightmares about Padme dying in Episode 3. He discusses them with some of the members of the Jedi Council, and also with Palpatine. Both sides talk about a dark Plagueis who mastered the dark side of the Force to the point of controlling the midichlorians. So, things goes on, Grievous is sent to Utapo, Anakin clues Obi-Wan into going there and fight Grievous as well. Meanwhile, Palpatine is being hunted down by the Windu pussies, and they all get killed while fighting him. Anakin comes in as Mace is about to kill Palpatine, but Palpatine convinces Anakin to take his side by re-explaining how the Jedi are not democratic in any way, and that they are the problem in the Republic. So Palpatine tries to surrender to Mace since he's not certain his plan is working. That's when Anakin intervenes and comes a duel as Palpatine transforms into Sidious, ending the duel by shocking Mace and throwing him through the bay window of his own office. Bad death. Which is like... Sucks. <laughs> Being Anakin thrown out of a window. That's right. Anakin then gets ordered to go end the conflict on Mustafar by killing the Separatist leader. He goes to Pemin and talks to. Of course. Dumb fool. 
<laughs> then Yoda and, ha- and Obi-Wan comes back, come back to Coruscant and realize what has happened. That's when Yoda goes to fight Sidious in his uh, sec- secret office. And Obi-Wan goes to Padme and asks for, for her help. She refuses, of course, but she hacks, as Obi-Wan predicted. He follows her and gets on her ship to Mustafar, which is otherwise than what we were originally thinking, mm-hmm. that you know, Obi-Wan was telling her to actually making her say where Anakin was, he actually follows her to Mustafar. Mm-hmm. And, um... Padme yeah. runs to Anakin to warn him and beg him, but that's when Obi-Wan shows himself. Then, in a super tone, Anakin says, You! And that would be ra- about the time when his, his eyes turn yellow in the teaser trailer mm-hmm. that we've seen. So Padme turns to see Obi-Wan walking towards them. Obi-Wan tells Padme to slowly move away from him. Padme begs Obi-Wan to spare his love as he turns back to her husband, only to find hatred and, her- and rage in his eyes. Anakin says, You. You brought him here. And she suddenly begins to choke. Anakin is using the force to strangle her. Anakin tells her how much he loved her as she's struggling to breathe. Obi-Wan begs him to free her. Anakin says, You won't turn her against me, as he blames Obi-Wan for turning her against him. But Anakin looks at Obi-Wan and screams, Never! And that's when Padme loses consciousness. Obi-Wan runs to Padme to check her vile signs. Anakin makes a last offer to Obi-Wan for good old times, but Obi-Wan is on a mission to kill the Sith. So he has, set this, he has the scene set for the final duel. C-3PO and uh, R2-D2 drag Padme's body aboard Padme's ship. And that is where the audience screams, screeches, and sheds a tear as the final duel happens. And then we probably see this last and final scene of the prequels, because there has been this little leak from uh, apparently the, the, the scenario, the script. So soon. Actually, so late. <laughs> <laughs> scene number 177, interior of the Star Destroyer in the space. Um, the Sector's Governor Tarkin, Darth Vader, and the Emperor are standing on the bridge of a Star Destroyer. In front of them, the basic structure of a spherical battle station, looking like a small moon starting to take shape. Actually, that's from the novel. That's what? That's from the novel. That's from the novel? Someone got the uh, actual uh, novelization. Okay. Ooh. And um, that's the last scene it's of the been novel. been leaking on MF. Oh, there you go. Cool. But that Tarkin scene has been known for a while, at yeah. least to my knowledge. There you go. And in the uh, hyperspace world, uh, of course, there's been uh, three Art of the Revenge, that 70s planet, that single feeling and on the right track, Tunnel Vision, Padme's Aranda, and the IG-100 fight which uh, have been confirmed as being the uh, Grievous bodyguards. And then before the helmet, uh, you have the clone pilots, Sidious Hologram, and Fireworks, which are very much worth taking a look at. And this is for my little story. I also want to say that uh, our dear friend Anakin will most probably have a very nice discussion with Pam and have a say in uh, Luke's name. Mm. Into the movie. So that's going to be cool. And on with the images. So for those of you who are actually right now at my little uh, image link, you can take a look. Uh, the first image is Ayla Secura and uh, George Lucas. The other one is Alderaan. little gray guy would be the guys who actually supposedly like gave birth to Padme's child. And you can see they look a lot like the guys from Close Encounter and Third Kind. Like the, the, small the basic gray alien. Basic gray alien. You just want to shoot him in the head and see like, what's going to pop out of there. <laughs> Uh, of course, you have very nice uh, publicity shots. Oh, by the way, some of those shots were like asked to be retired from yes. the internet. So, unfortunately, take them while you can. 
Hey, I don't know where they come from. You're our viewers. You're live. You get the goods. That's all I can say. Yeah. So you have Anakin. Uh, Anakin standing on Padme's run and very nice shot of Carson at night. Padme and Darth Sidious standing back to back. I don't really like uh, Darth Sidious costumes. Uh, then you have the uh, the Jedi Starfighter fight. Well, going onto the fight on uh, above Carson Sky. Very nice uh, sh shot. Looks a little bit like um, the attack on the Death Star. And the I haven't seen those pictures yet. So. Yeah, but that's, the uh, that's Palpatine the one. Yeah, it looks like he's been put. On, he put on the Freshman 15. A what? Like when kids in the states go to this their first year in college. Yeah. They put on weight, as like yeah okay. usually, and it's called the Freshman 15. Oh, oh, there you go. And you have some very nice uh, Episode 3 cl uh, Clone Troopers shots. The uh, Trade Federation cruiser that makes an emergency crash landing on Coruscant. Uh, the duel with Dooku. And a very nice shot of Dooku about to get his head cut. Uh, you have some more scenes of uh, Obi-Wan fighting Super Battle Droid. Then next image, I'm very sorry it's a little wobbly because of the size. I couldn't resize it properly. It's uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin facing two uh, battle droids as they come out of the... Uh, Trade Federation Starship uh, Elevator Shaft. And that looks a lot like Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan in Star Wars Episode 1. Of course, the next image everybody has seen, a very bad case of yellow eyes. And then some more publicity shot. I'm guessing that's for actually the Star Wars Episode 3 games. Uh, Duel of Obi-Wan and Anakin, that's really nice. A uh, little fire control. The image missing is not important. I'm sorry it's there. <laughs> it was the final fa the fa Fantastic Four image. Okay. And then you have some shot of Grievous... Grievous will, which will be like really bad. You don't want him to like maybe rub your neck or something like that. Uh, the other shot of Grievous, you can actually see his bodyguard standing in the back, and then you have some <laughs> of the model shots that are being seen, that are being uh, seen, probably shots uh, that were used in the movie. And as you can see from the part right after that, it's um, the anger bay of the Trade Federation cruiser at the beginning of the movie. And you have some Kashyyyk trees, very nice uh, replicas, very nice models. The green planet is an unknown planet, which it's probably will it's be... It's uh, Utapo. Yeah, it's Utapo? Yeah. Okay. Then you have... My Ma source said then, so. Then you have <laughs> Mace, Mace's Pussy. You have uh, Mace Windu. Mace's Kit Pussy? Mace's Pussy. 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 <laughs> Kit Fisto and... Oh, shut up. I'm sure Mace's has pussies. <laughs> you have Kit Fisto. You have Sacetine and who's the other guy again? No, Agent Kolar. Agent Kolar is the same race as Darko? Yes. Okay. So there you go. Who's the guy that McCann ass fucked you with yesterday? Oh, that's with the Star Wars Ministries thing. Very nice. And uh, of course, the other picture is basically the droids uh, telling Yoda and Obi Wan that Padme's dead. Uh, the other shots are from Mustafar. Very nice little pictures of Mustafar. And more pictures of Obi Wan, C3P, and R2D2 as Darth just reveals himself. Sweaty, uh, sweaty, nice guy. Aiden Christensen in bed with his wife. Guessing a lot of girls will like that picture. <laughs> and uh, the upcoming Vanity Fair picture as well, uh, as well of course. And uh, there you go. Yeah, Which is more pretty cool. Sabrino, Sabrino was wondering if it was photoshopped. I oh. think some, probably some part are photoshopped. Which ones? In uh, the fa Vanity Fair, probably oh. the classic actors and put them together and photoshop it there no I don't think so I don't no? think so I think it was there it's anyway when he added Yoda with photoshop and well yes yeah. there are some of them previous added. Yeah. yeah so uh, and then you have some Darth Vader pictures very nice pictures uh, perfect for uh, for wallpapers Venator class uh, Star Destroyer which is actually a fan art 
but yes. it's a very good and close uh, of what the, the the last thing we'll look at. And our favorite superhero, Yoda himself. Yeah. Also, uh, that's like the last picture is uh, two Imperial Guards looking down on Yoda, which I find actually, hilarious. Uh, actually, I like Spider-Man better than Yoda. Nah, I'm going with Yoda. And on the uh, TFN fan film forum, there's a guy who's making a, a fan teaser, which is really, really good. Cool. He, there are some shots with Anakin and Obi-Wan fighting, and I, they probably took it from some hyperspace stuff, or, uh, but it's pretty cool. So. So there you go, that concludes the hyperspace segments. The spoilers are now off, and uh, we're going to go straight into the community update, like right now. So a very brief uh, community update. Uh, basically, we uh, we'd like to thank everybody who showed up for the Sith Clan uh, New Year's Eve supper on uh, Friday. It was very nice. We went after the, the supper after dinner to uh, go see a movie, House of Flying Daggers, which wasn't too bad. I know uh, Brian and uh, Danny's brother, our favorite Raven from the radio show, went to see uh, Lemony Snicket's uh, series of misunderstood events. Or Unfortunate events. And uh, it was good. Yes, very pretty. Kind cool. of Harry Potter, so darker. Yeah. So we'll talk about it later okay. as we review the movies. Yeah. And uh, right now, I want to say uh, congratulations to all of you uh, out there who actually helped little with Kathy, uh, Katie, Katie, the daughter of Alvin Jones. I'll never learn. And um, they raised as of December twenty ninth, two thousand four, seven thousand six hundred sixty seven dollars. So yeah. very. Good congratulations to all you guys. Continue and you keep, can keep on sending the money. There's a link on the uh, on the homepage yeah. of uh, Star Wars on Direct and for those of you on to, to the uh, next show page also. There's a banner there. That's right. You can see they get well KD on the webcam and triple uh, w dot four yeah. And if you don't have money, you can uh, give her uh, good thoughts. Yeah, good. Th- there's a place to uh, give messages, write messages for. That's it. And there you go. And now we're going to go into a short musical break, and we're going to be listening to Clones from Republic Commandos Hash. I'll be right back. Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom, with none other than Gus Lopez. Direct.
At SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by our team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. Hi, this is Michael Sheard, Admiral Ozzel from the Empire Strikes Back, and you are listening to Star Wars on Direct. And we are back to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have the most uh, great honor of interviewing tonight, Gus Lopez, who's with us tonight uh, from California. Hi, Gus. Hi. How you doing? Great. It's a pleasure to be here. How's the, how's the, the temperature uh, back in California? Well, uh, yeah, actually not in California, but north of California, but uh, in Seattle. Washington State. But it's uh, it's unusually cold. It's uh, there was snow today, which is rare. <laughs> well, did did the city shut down? No, 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 because it rained and cleared a lot of it. <laughs> but then you're gonna have. So ice. It does shut things down. <laughs> well, hopefully you won't have too much of that coming your way. Um, so we're going to start this interview just like Dad by asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, how did you get into Star Wars? How did you firstly became a collector of Star Wars? Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I you know I've been collecting more or less since the first movie came out in 1977. Um, although I wasn't active for several years in collecting, but when Star Wars first was in theaters, I was buying the trading cards, buy buttons. Um, you know, just pretty much anything, puzzles, all the all the things that were out initially, you know, a year later when the toy line came out, I was buying all the action figures and vehicles, and, and I was, you know, really excited about Star Wars, I, you know, bought the posters, etc., and I saved all that stuff, you know, you know, for the, you know, the movies, the other movies came out, and over the years, but it really wasn't until, like, the early 90s that I, I really got very serious about it and just started really ramping up and, and treating collecting more seriously, um, because I kind of had, you know, not completely lost interest, but wasn't really actively doing anything in the late 1980s. Mm-hmm. But then once the 90s hit, you know, once you know, I was out of school and could you know afford to spend a little more, you know, then it was then it you know kind of changed the game. <laughs> okay. Good. And uh, what was your very first Star Wars experience? Oh, you know, it's hard. That's a good question. Uh, well, my first actually memory of Star Wars was before the movie came out. I remember. Um, they, they had TV ads. I, w- I was in the New York area at the time, and I remember the TV ads. And um, and it, I just remember the images of C-3PO and Chewbacca in the in the advertisements, and, and it just looked so unusual. Um, you know, j- even the image over 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 a TV, you could tell this was something very different. But I, I didn't see the movie then for like a, a month or so after that. But then it was just completely, you know, dominated my life after that. <laughs> Like most of us. <laughs> yeah. 
So there you go. Um, do you collect absolutely everything Star Wars, or do you specialize in one type of collectibles? No, so I, I focus in a few areas. So what my, you know, you know, different collectors, you know, have different tastes and different approaches to collecting. And mine, I, what I like, is, you know, I've been collecting a long time, and I've collected different things. And over the years, what I've done is refine my interest, and I, I you know, I start collecting something, and I get kind of more advanced in it and learn more about something. And so nowadays, what I really focus on are things that are very novel, so areas of collecting that are less documented, which are very hard to find, um, so that kind of thing. And so there are particular areas that, that are really good for that, so they are like cast and crew items, so those are items that people who worked on the films you know, get for like T-shirts and patches and mm-hmm. um, invitations, so things they get for working on the movies. Um, Movie prop items, so you know, costume prop, those kinds of things. So you know, obviously those are really hard to find, um, especially for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And then things like the uh, toy line, trying to find unproduced versions of the toys. So look, I look for prototypes, things, you know, things that Kenner considered for the toy line, but you know, they didn't uh, take to market. So, so those, and then also there are a few other areas as well. Like um, I collect Star Wars cereal items, so mm-hmm. cereal boxes. And that, you know, particularly because those are very challenging. So all of these areas, I think the common theme is that they're, they're areas that, that aren't well documented, um, have, you know, they're extremely challenging to find the items. And so it, it kind of keeps it really fun because it's very hard to find some of these items. And, and you know, I keep learning as I, as I acquire items in these areas. It's a continued uh, treasure hunt. Exactly, yeah. Cool. There's, it never ends because, you know, if you pick... I mean, the great thing about Star Wars is it's so rich for its collectibles, such a wide diversity that you can always keep it challenging and keep that hunt on. No matter you know, you know, no matter what your interests are, you can always make it interesting. Cool. Okay. Um, how big is your collection? Do you keep an inventory of it? Uh, you know, I I used to keep an inventory, um, but it was so much work to keep it up to date. <laughs> I was getting items so fast that I just gave up. You know, it was. Um, so I stopped doing that. Um, I have a lot of stuff. I mean, even though I don't try to get every single thing they make, um, I still have a lot of stuff. Like I, you know, definitely have thousands of items, probably over ten thousand items. But um, I mean, the cereal collection alone is probably like two thousand items. Oh um, God! <laughs> so yeah, it's like, yeah, that's like you know, it's about a thousand cereal boxes and about a thousand premiums, something on that order. And so you know, and then I have like. Hundreds of carded action figures, you know, vintage toys. All the, I have all the new toys too, and there are hundreds of those, and um, and a lot of toy prototypes. So you know, it's, it's in the thousands. Cool. Okay. I, I saw a picture of your room uh, de- dedicated to the cereal boxes. Yeah. <laughs> are, are they like just like basically flattened, or do, do you keep them very with the cereals in it and everything? It, it depends. So. Um, Generally, I get all the cereal out of there because I don't want uh, like insects or rats or anything. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, the mo- and most cereal collectors do that. They don't they don't keep the food. Mm-hmm. But um, I have most of them on display as kind of constructed three dimensional boxes. But I can't like I have like in, I have a room just dedicated to cereal. So it's like you know ten feet up the wall of cereal and you know just bookcases all over with cereal boxes. And then on the shelves there are several deep cereal and that room holds like about 350 boxes which is about a third of my total boxes so the other two thirds of my boxes I have flat 
kind of stored away flat because I can't display every single one of them. Whoa. <laughs> 350 boxes? Yeah, on, in this one room. Yeah. You must I mean, eat a lot it's of amazing. cereal. They had cereal promotions for Star Wars in over 70 countries and over the last 25 years. Ouch. Uh, meaning, are you are, are you a big breakfast fan? <laughs> I, you know, I, I chose... I like, well, I like breakfast, but I think <laughs> is cereal is such a... Um, especially, you know, in the United States, is such a... Uh, you know, it, it's just a great part of the culture. You know, like, they have all these kind of well-known... It's a great tie-in with, like, very well-known cereal characters. Um, it's just such a standard kind of food that they promote to, towards kids. So mm-hmm. I think it, it's just... It has a special appeal to it, and it's just so widespread. It's done in so many countries. Like in, in other kinds of Star Wars food items, they're much more targeted. So, like for example, the ice creams are very popular in like England, Australia. Um, fast food is mostly like North America. You know, it, it, it varies by by country, but like cereal is is pretty much sold everywhere, especially now. Um, and and it, it just is a great kind of crossover with a lot of ver- people who collect. Um, cereal items and kind of the well-known cereal characters. Cool. All right. Uh, now that's a really big thinking question. What was the first ever item you got back in uh, 1977, and what is your latest one? Okay. Um, so let's see. The the first one. Um, I, I don't know for sure, but I, about the same time I got two items. One was like a Star Wars button of like the Hildebrandt artwork and then I also got an 8-track of the uh, Star Wars soundtrack so those are the two first I recall getting um, and I still have both actually uh, <laughs> so, um, and then latest item um, let's see um, I picked up uh, uh, you know uh, let's see uh, well just yesterday <laughs> I was out <laughs> shopping and picked up a couple of the figures from the, the next clone Clone Wars action figures. They have another another third kind of wave of them. Or, or for season three, they have another wave of four more figures. Mm-hmm. So I saw those out, out at the at Target. So you collect figures also? Yeah, that's right. I collect action figures. I've collected them since the beginning, and I collect all the new ones as well. Okay. That's great. Uh, do you have a, fi- a favorite item in your collection, or do you treasure, w- or do you just treasure one piece in particular? Well, you know, I yeah, people a lot of times ask me, what, like, what do I treasure the most? It's you know, it's just impossible to pick because there's so many, there's so many things I, I, I just love that I, you know, items that I, I look at and I can't get tired of, of looking at it. So, you know, there's just dozens of items just like that. I mean, I wouldn't say there's any particular one. I mean, like, for example, in cereal boxes, there are a few that I just love, like the um, Shreddies boxes from um, England from 1978. I have four of those and they're just gorgeous boxes with like lots of Star Wars artwork on them um, I have from Canada from 1978 a Frankenberry box it's the only one anyone knows of existing um, I have you know all the vintage you know all, all the vintage you know Star Wars boxes from General Mills you know I, I just love but that's just in the cereal I mean in every area like in cast and crew items I have I love the items associated with Blue, Blue Harvest, the mm-hmm. name they used while they were filming Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So things like they made a raincoat that says Blue Harvest. They made like a cap. So those items I just love. You know, and just never get tired of looking at them. They're so great. Cool. That's great. Uh, you actually, do you actually have your uh, the first ticket of uh, this, the first Star Wars showing you went to? You know, I, I wish I saved it, but I don't have that, unfortunately. <laughs> 
And uh, do you know approximately how much your collection is worth and how much money did you invest in it? Well, you know, I don't, I don't really keep track. Um, I mean, I know some of the items are worth some, some serious money, and I know I've spent some serious money on some of it. Um, but, you know, it's not something I really think about. I mean, I, I, you know, I just, um, I mean, I know it has a lot of value, some of the stuff. Um, some of it doesn't have a lot of value. I just like it. Um, so I really don't know, actually. I mean, I've never, you know, I just really don't think about selling it or anything, so it doesn't really factor in. Um, but, you know, I've spent, I've spent quite a bit of money on it. I still do, you know, and so... Um, so it's not even a matter of saying, oh, I've spent X dollars on it. It's more like I, I continue to spend, you know, a lot on, on it all the time. Like um, all, you know, my disposable income pretty much goes into Star Wars. <laughs> cool. Okay. And uh, we do believe you have uh, a dearly beloved wife. That's right. How does she react to your passion for Star Wars? Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, so when I, I met Pam just before I... Um, I really started ramping up in my collecting, and so she kind of was all around as I was doing that. So it's kind of um, it wasn't anything I ever needed to kind of sell her on. Like she was around as I was doing that, and and actually has been very encouraging and supportive of it. Um, like on many of the trips we take related to Star Wars or uh, many things I do. I mean, she totally um, is into it herself, and uh, I mean she loves Star Wars herself independently. And she also collects other things herself as well. And, you know, part of it is dragging her to toy shows and to conventions and things. She started buying other, other kinds of collectibles, but not Star Wars. But, um, but uh, she really kind of got into collecting as well. Cool. Husband and wife collector. <laughs> Makes it a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's like instead of for better and for worse, it's for bubbled or not bubbled. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um... We know you've been at the Star Wars Celebration 2 with Lisa Stevens, mm -hmm. and you had all three days pan panels running all day long about collecting, right? That's right. Uh, very quick question about Goo Gun right now. Do you think it's a wonderful product to get prices ta price tags out of, uh, of uh, carton boxes? Um, yeah, I've used, uh, I've used Goo Gun before. Um, I've heard, I haven't confirmed this, but I heard rumors that they, they have pulled the product or something, or that it's not as hard to get now or something like that. But um, it basically has, as I understand, the same chemicals as lighter fluid. So you can use Goo Gone or you can use just plain old lighter fluid. Um, and I've used it, and I find, I find the lighter fluid or Goo Gone method to be the best for removing price tags. But you have to be incredibly patient because you have to put layer after layer you have to you have to do it several like some people get impatient and end up ripping off the price tag and destroying the item anyway. But I've found it successful. Um, and as far as yeah, celebration. So yeah, Lisa and I organized the um, celebration two collecting track, and we had um, three days of, of of panels and talks and so on. And for celebration three, I'm organizing that for celebration three. So I'll we're going to be doing a full program. It'll be pretty interesting um, on on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of celebration. So. We wanted to have the celebration is four days this time, mm -hmm. but Thursday we want it for collectors. We want to let them hit the dealer room and so on. So uh, we're not going to have a collecting track the first day, but we'll have it for the next three days. Okay, and it's going to be all day longs. Oh yeah, it's going to be really. It, it's going to be uh, active, and it's not going to be just talks and panels. We're going to have activities. So one of the things I really want to do this time is do much more interactive stuff. So more community things. Get people, a lot of the collectors, to meet each other. So we're going to have some events like that. Like we're going to have a, um, a 
social event um, early on in the convention where we're just going to like a party basically for all the all the people who are uh, all the collectors to kind of meet each other. Um, so we're going to try several activities that are going to be uh, interactive uh, beyond all the talks and panels that we we, we always do. Okay. Nice. And um, are you going to be organizing those panels with Lisa Stevens again? Yeah. I, so Lisa, um, I've, I've been talking to Lisa to get her ideas. I think um, I don't know if she's going to be doing other things as well as celebration, but um, she, you know, we're still kind of working out the schedule, but she may end up doing a talk in there. Okay. Do you think you could talk her into um, moving her pinball collection to Indianapolis for those four days? <laughs> that would be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean, uh, you know, that actually would be great to see all the, you know, have all the Star Wars arcade games and pinball machines, um, uh, you know, available in Indianapolis. I know they, on a limited basis, have done that. At the Celebration 1, they had that pinball that if you wanted to wait two hours to play it. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that would be great. <laughs> we we'll, we'll call her again. See if yeah, we can. yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> see what we can do about this. And yeah. um, uh, of course, Mary Franklin probably approached you about um, Star uh, the, the the third Star Wars celebration uh, right. for those panels and everything. Uh, did she put out boundaries, things she wanted to uh, see over there? Like so Lucasfilm has been really. Uh, I mean, they're they're very cool about you know letting fans drive you know. A lot of the program. I mean, I, I know from other areas also at Celebration that they're um, they're really good about you know hearing fan input, and it's not you know there are very few constraints. I mean, there's some obvious constraints that you, they don't even have to state that you just know go without saying. Like there's you know there's some aspects of unlicensed collectibles you wouldn't cover. Like you wouldn't have like you know half a day on bootlegs at you know, <laughs> like that. I mean, it would be um, not not a smart thing to do but um, but they're very cool and flexible about it I mean we're going to talk about things you know areas of collecting that aren't really oriented like you know aren't about anything current or anything that is about you know promoting any of the current licensees it's really about like things that collectors like that you know may have been products from a long time ago or you know things that you know they um, they but they were really open to uh, pretty much every suggestion I ran by they they were cool with. Okay. Nice. That's nice to know. Yeah. Did did they ask you uh, what should be the Star Wars Celebration three special action figure? You know I haven't I haven't I don't know anything about that so I don't know if, I, I'm not even sure if they're I, I mean I, I you probably know more than I do if they're doing one and what 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 are the candidates for that I haven't I haven't asked them about that. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Be interesting to know, though. <laughs> Very interesting. The last one was pretty cool. I liked the the George the Cool. Yeah, <laughs> you um, you've traveled the world and visited some filming locations of Star Wars. That's uh, right. Could you tell us a little bit about those international adventures? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's one of my favorite things with Star Wars is uh, is either doing a specific trip to see where they film the locate, you know, film the movies, or while I'm traveling somewhere else, go to a side trip and check out the locations. And so I've done that a few times. Um, for example, the most recent one, I was at um, I was at a convention in um, Barcelona, or it was actually in a town called Ditjes, which is outside Barcelona. And it was, uh, you know, this convention in Spain in December. And what I did was after the convention, uh, my wife and I and uh, some of our friends went down to Sevilla in southern Spain to go see where they filmed episode two. So that, you know, we just used the opportunity of being in Spain to go see one of the filming locations. 
Nice. And uh, it's just, if you've never done it, it's one of the coolest things in the world, is to go to one of these locations where they film the movies and and just put yourself there and see it, and you really feel like you're immersed in a Star Wars film. And so I haven't, I've done that to a few of the locations. I've gone to um, Lake Como, um, where they you know, also had Naboo scenes mm-hmm. in Italy. Um, gone to uh, Tunisia three times, and wow. th- which has the most extensive, you know, you know, five of the six Star Wars films were, were filmed in Tunisia. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many places there that are uh, just speak Star Wars. You know, it's just all Star Wars there. And then um, I've also gone to uh, where they filmed uh, Return of the Jedi in Northern California, Southern Oregon, in the Redwood area. Um, I've been through some places also, like since Norway. Um, I didn't stop there to go see the Star Wars locations. But, you know, at some point I do want to get to all of them. Uh, You know, I just gradually, you know, go see them as I'm near that area. So I may go, for example, um, there's a convention in June in Merida, um, Mexico. I might take, like, an extra week off and not only see Yucatan Peninsula, but maybe go over to Guatemala and see Tikal, which is the... Mayan ruins that are, you know, the Yavin base. So yeah. it's something I really enjoy doing is seeing the actual places they filmed the movies. Nice. And do you keep some little souvenirs from those places? Like how many little bags of sands do you have from the yeah. <laughs> If I can find souvenirs, I, I do keep them. Uh, yeah, one of the things I did on my, um, on my like, first trip to Tunisia is I, uh, when I was at the Dune Sea area where they filmed all the Dune Sea she- shots, I collected sand... Um, in, in bottles, and I, I I gave a whole bunch of them away, and then I, I started like selling a couple. See, hey, what would people pay for this? And I was stunned the first time I sold one. It went for like a little, like well, like was like a tablespoon of sand went for like seventy five dollars. Oh man, <laughs> gosh! Easy, <laughs> could finance your trip. Uh, but uh, anyway, you know, I bet I brought back some sand. But but that was you know that was just kind of a fun souvenir. Um, like sometimes they do leave things behind. Um, but it, it's very difficult to find it. Like for episode one, a lot of the set stuff they uh, threw away for scrap wood. They sold the scrap wood to like a, you know, to the local community. So a lot of the stuff, not the, you know, not like R2 units or land speeders, anything mm-hmm. like that. But but things that were part of the the set construction, some of that got thrown away. And so you could kind of go through piles of that and and bring back some things. But it, it's very hard to find. I mean. You know, you go to many of these locations, there's almost nothing left. But you get lucky sometimes. Like, I I found um, some of the crate dragon skeleton bones over in the Dune cool. Sea area. Um, wow. And then when I, on my most recent trip to Tunisia, I um, went there. We were traveling with this uh, friend I met. It's um, a band from France, um, Philippe Vanny, who had been going to Tunisia for, like, now for, like, the last 12 years. Mm-hmm. And he, he told me about how... He found uh, pieces of the sand crawler the f- first few times he went to, to Tunisia, and so I said, "Let's go to the sand crawler area and just spend the day there. I'm going to keep looking till we find something." And he, he thought I was crazy because he said, "No way! By that point, this is like around, I think like year 2000, something like that." He said, "There's no way any of this is left." And at the very end of the day, we stumbled onto about five pieces from the sand crawler set. Wow. <laughs> Up those pieces. So you get lucky sometimes, but most of the stuff from the original trilogy is long gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there, there are rare cases, though. Like a friend of mine and I, um, Brandon Allinger, who had been like this really serious prop collector, he, he had tracked down a guy in um, 
in southern Cal or sorry in northern in southern Oregon um, okay. who had uh, pieces of the Endor bunker from Return of the Jedi. Oh wow! And he had uh, basically he had taken after they filmed the movie, they'd taken down the set and the Endor bunker had you know those very distinctive kind of metallic looking panels and he took five of those panels and he used them as his like backyard fence. <laughs> and and so Brandon tracked this guy down and so. We drove down there and uh, and just you know paid for the guy to get a new fence and paid for the items and and drove them back to Seattle. Uh, so, oh, wow! You know, if you get lucky once in a while, you find these kinds of things. I saw a picture of a, a Sandcrawler Hotel or something. That's right. Yeah, yeah. In uh, Tunisia, they have there's a hotel in Tunis, um, the capital, that is shaped like the Sandcrawler, and it, it's no there's no doubt in my mind that that building is what influenced the Jawa Sandcrawler because the color and shape of it is so distinctive. You know, if you look at the Sandcrawler, you notice that, like, there are no right angles. You know, every every angle on it is just a little off, mm -hmm. and it's also kind of top-heavy. It's bigger on the top than the bottom. Yeah. And so the hotel is exactly like that, same shape as the as the Sandcrawler. So my, my hunch is that when they were location scouting for Star Wars, they saw that they saw that hotel while they were, you know, staying, you know, in the capital okay. and then driving around the and flying around the country and they probably used that to kind of influence Macquarie sketches and so on because th there's no way that that's a coincidence um <laughs> had to have been influenced from that hotel. Yeah. My first thought was that it was built after the movie just as an homage or something. <laughs> oh, no, no, it, it predates the movie. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> that is great. Uh, in 1994, you've created the Star Wars Collector's Archive, ToysRGuss.com. How did the site evolve over the years? Yeah, well, originally it was, you know, it's amazing that now I think like, the site's 11 years old, which is just staggering to me because World Wide Web is not that much older. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, um, but, uh, yeah, basically it originally was um, designed to be just a place where my friends and I could put images of collectible, like as we were on the internet and news groups and an email we would discuss cool collectibles and I, I just wanted a place to just start posting things where we could all show images of cool stuff that's kind of how it started it was very informal it was not even meant to be um, you know any big deal um, and what was funny at the time I mean people there weren't that many people actually using the internet in those days but what was funny is I started it as a Star Wars collecting site and there were like about at the time, there were no other Star Wars collecting sites, but there were like two or three other Star Wars sites. Just site. There wasn't even StarWars.com yet. There were just like two or three other fan sites. And I remember people thought it was crazy because they were like, "Why would you do a website about Star Wars collecting that's so narrow and focused? Like, you know, you know, you're never going to get any interest in it." Like, because at the time, people websites were so general because there weren't, you know, they, they wanted to have really general appeal. So it was very focused from the very beginning, mm -hmm. and. You know, the funny part now is that there are, of course, dozens of Star Wars collecting sites now. You know, it's like, you know, even Star Wars collecting. There, you know, you could find like a dozen sites just on customizing Star Wars figures, you know. Mm -hmm. So now it's really, really um, focused. But um, so then it just kind of grew over the years, you know, as um, kind of expanded my um, collecting taste as I got exposure to rarer and rarer items, just started to kind of put it there. And then it developed its own style and its own taste, which was basically the rarest, unusual, you know, really to be kind of the museum of um, Star Wars collecting. So not 
you know, not necessarily like to be the place for find out all the current information, but more uh, oriented towards where's the place you're going to want to kind of come back to that you know you're going to really want to learn a lot about collecting, and that was kind of the the emphasis on it. And then recently, like in the last like year and a half or so, we've really started to kind of put a, a bigger backbone behind it and have it have basically a, a comprehensive database of Star Wars items. So there still is that emphasis on the rarest, most unusual, and those are highlighted and showcased, but then it also has a comprehensive list of pretty much everything that they made. Cool. And what? why do you think uh, Star Wars fans collect Star Wars uh, collectible? I think there are a bunch of reasons why they collect um, Star Wars things. Um, some, for some people, it's a nostalgic thing to mm -hmm. bring back their childhood and remember the days when you know, they used to play with the toys. Um, for others, it's a way you kind of recreate the universe, you know, having the collectible... Uh, You know, it, it, it just kind of brings the the Star Wars universe to your home. Um, you know, it you know for it really drives different people in different ways. Like some some who collect, for example, the original artwork, they just love the the graphics and the images in it. Uh, you know, for many people, it's just the actual look of the items. Um, and so, you know, other people are driven by the uh, the challenge and the you know always on the hunt kind of thing. But you know, I think. Star Wars is such a, a great universe for collecting because, you know, as you, you all know, you know, there's so many vehicles, characters, planets, there's, you know, it has an appeal to everybody, and so I think that's another reason why Star Wars has been very successful for collecting, whereas other kinds of science fiction licenses aren't as successful. I think Star Wars is just so rich for, you know, material that you can collect. Okay. All right. Uh, you were speaking of museums uh, a little earlier, and uh, that actually, it's it's a question I've been wondering for for a few uh, a few years now. Do you think that one day uh, there might actually be an open museum of all the Star Wars collectibles that exist? That would certainly be great if they ever did. Um, <laughs> you know, I, you know the, yeah, uh, I would love it if they ever did a museum like that. It's possible. Um, I just don't know outside of you know outside of diehard fans, I don't know how much sustained interest there'd be in it. You know, the funny part about Star Wars, though, is every time they try something new, it ends up being way more successful than they think. <laughs> so, I bet if someone tried an official museum, it would it would probably do extremely well. Um, I know from the exhibits that they do, that travel around with the movie props and the models and so on, those are, you know, even, you know, weeks into the exhibit are just packed to get in those places. So, um, those have always been successful Um, but yeah, I mean, I I have never heard of any like discussion of doing anything official. You know, of course, there are pockets of places where you can see things on display. Um, like, you know, there are the uh, you know Magic and Myth and, and Art of Star Wars exhibits that have traveled around. There are um, there's a science fiction museum in actually the town I live, the city I live in, Seattle. Um, there's a museum of science fiction, um, and that has a number of Star Wars items. So you know, there are pockets of Of stuff around, um, but yeah, it would be really cool to have one place where they just, you know, had all the collectibles in <laughs> in one place. They should do something at Lucasfilm. You know, yeah, I mean, at I'd, their ranch. I'd loan them stuff. <laughs> whoever, whoever, if someone who did it, I'd loan them things. <laughs> I was gonna ask if you would be ready to actually uh, loan them some stuff for the the the, the, the museum. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, the the museum, the science fiction museum in Seattle, I've loaned them some pieces, so I would totally do it for a, a Star Wars museum. 
I mean, because I think what's great about it is getting things in front of people so they can see see things. Yeah. So probably between you, Lisa, and, and Steve Sansweet, you know, you'd probably get a good museum going. But yeah, I could <laughs> get a pretty good museum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, are you at all in the expanded universe? Do you read Star Wars books or do you play some games? I I, I do. Um, I um, I haven't been reading the books as much in recent years, but I I've I read like when they started coming out with the novels. And the comics, I read them, you know, well into like the late '90s, but I, I just it just they came out so fast, and you know, had so many other priorities, I didn't keep up with them. Um, but um, yeah, I, I do, you know, I, I do pretty much like the expanded universe, um, especially when they make like action figure toys and stuff out of it. Um, so, um, but yeah, not as much recently. Mm -hmm. But do you think they should do more expanded universe uh, action figures and toys? I think so. I, I see, th that stuff really appeals to me because I, I think what, what I enjoy they do uh, like collectibles is things that are more obscure. So when they do, when they did like um, the you know for example they did some of the Dark Empire mm -hmm. characters in, in action figures or when they've done like Clone Wars action figures. Like I love that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and in the in the past when they did droids and Ewoks, you know things like that where they take things outside of the movies and, and make toys. I think is just always a huge appeal to me. Um, so that kind of thing I really like. Cool. Okay. Uh, with all your knowledge on Star Wars collectibles, did you ever consider writing a book about the subject? Um, yeah, I've definitely uh, given that some thought. Um, so, uh, you know, it's mostly... I mean, and I figure at some point I will uh, do a book on them. Uh, uh, but it's a matter of timing it when I have enough time to do there are a few different ideas that have kicked around to do um, and at some point I do want to do that but um, but I have you know the, the main difficulty is finding enough time to um, to set aside to really do that because it takes a lot of work yeah okay and a lot of time too <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> I mean it's it's a time-consuming thing and and the other I think you know um, from what I hear uh, Lucasfilm is you know definitely has an interest in starting to do more books and collecting. So my guess is the next few years you'll start to see more stuff emerging. Um, so, yeah, in the last few years it's been kind of light on collecting books, but um, but now that the movies will be out of the way, I think that there will be, you know, when you look at Star Wars license as kind of a sustained, um, you know, you know, uh, long-term thing, you, you know, I have to imagine that they're going to consider other collecting books because, you know, that's really what keeps a lot of the community going for years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, thus far, do you have any comments on the prequel movies, and what are your expectations for Episode Three? Good question. So, yeah, I know that the prequel movies are kind of an interesting topic among really seasoned veterans in Star Wars because there's it's just so uh, divisive. There's there's some people who just absolutely hate the movies, and then some people who really like them, and. I'm in the latter camp. I really do like the prequels. I, I feel that, um, you know, there are things about all five Star Wars movies and that I've seen that appeal to me. I mean, there's things that I think are unique to each one that make that that are unlike the other ones that make it very very special. And so, um, and I like one of the things I really like about the prequels is the story. I think has a lot more depth and a lot more richness to it than the original trilogy. I mean, there's things about the original trilogy that are, of course, you know, hard to uh, hard to top. I mean, the original trilogy, it was so revolutionary when it came out. You know, it, it really defined this 
kind of lived in, you know, sci-fi universe. Uh, the characters were so great. It was, you know, it has so many things that are, um, you know, just impossible to top. But, um, but I really think, you know, Luke has done a good job of taking, you know, like, you know, there are things that people don't notice that I think are very um, appealing about the prequel trilogy. So for one thing, the fact that Lucas is telling a different story, you know, he's basically setting it in the same kind of universe, but he's, saying, he's focusing on a different aspect of it. It ties together as one kind of six-part story, but there, um, but it's really like, you know, a different, a totally different emphasis. It's not about, you know, uh, you know, this son kind of redeeming the father story, a very kind of personal story that you get in the original trilogy. This one is more about the fall of a democracy into dictatorship, and 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 it has a lot of layers to it. And I think that is very appealing to me. And also, you know, I think there's something very cool about kind of the age of the Jedi. You know, and you know, a bunch of Jedi out there. At, you know. Um, you know uh, that that just is something that that's, that I really love. So I, I you know I'm very fond of the prequel movies um, and everything I've heard and seen about Revenge of the Sith um, says that it's going to be a pretty awesome movie. And it sounds like it's going to um, a lot of the movies from what I've heard is going to uh, have a lot of the style of the original trilogy. So not only the, a lot of the characters and settings, you know, like the blockade runner and all that, but also uh, it's it's it sounds like it's a movie about the character, mostly about characters interacting with each other, and less about kind of you know the grand scale battles and all that. Um, and so I think it will it will be very similar to the original trilogy in some ways. So I, I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Okay. Do you actually follow spoilers for Episode Three? Um, you know, I used to say for these movies, don't listen to anything, but it's it's like virtually impossible <laughs> to do that. So I don't like seek out the spoilers, but I. Um, I'm not too worried about if I come across them. Um, it's just kind of hard to avoid. You know, if you're really into Star Wars, you end up reading so much that it's inevitable that someone's going to spoil something. So I just try not to worry about it too much. Yeah, you have to live in a cave not to be uh, affected by spoiler at some at some point by the media or exactly. Especially like a month before the movie comes out, mm -hmm. they publish the books and the comics, and all the magazines start writing about it. At that point, like it's impossible to like you know, not find out a spoiler because, um, you know, everywhere that someone's going to write about it, they're going to mention key plot points. Mm. Even Vanity Fair, that they just did a story yeah. on episode three. If you read that article carefully, there's some spoilers they put in there that I don't, you know, somebody who, you know, you wouldn't think this early they'd do that, but, but they actually have some key plot points they mention in there. You have the book? You have the magazine? Vanity Fair magazine? Yeah, it just came out. Okay. I looked at the new shelves today. I don't have the Revenge of the Sith book. That's not out till um, yeah. April. April. Just keep that in mind, and we'll talk about it uh, off the air right after the interview. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, did you see the teaser trailer for Episode Three? Yeah, I did. Did you like it? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was really good. I, you know, although I compared to uh, the Episode One and Two, I like the Episode One and Two trailers mm -hmm. better, um, but the. But it was it was very cool. They definitely had some very uh, memorable shots in the episode three trailer. Yeah. And um, do you have any special Star Wars project, or do we go to that first? Yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, I'm going to ask you just a little quick question because you were talking about bootlegs earlier. Yep. And if there's one thing that every Star Wars collector must have but cannot get his 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 hand his hands on, is the Star Wars holiday special. Right, right. <laughs> so do you have it as part of your collection? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've had, so, 
mean, Star Wars Holiday Special, you know, fans have had videotapes of it over the, you know, for years. Like, it just is, you know, it's not that hard to find it in the fan community. And then nowadays, people have, um, you know, taken the best tapes that they can find of it and put it on DVD. So at oh, least my God. They have digital copies of it, um, although from, you know, several generations of tapes, so the quality definitely degrades. I mean, I have a copy of it. I wouldn't say it's, like, great entertainment. or I mean, it's kind of more <laughs> to add than to enjoy, you know. Like, I had some friends over recently and, and wanted to see it, and I, you know, popped it in to just show them scenes from it. It was just like, it is so bad. I mean, you know, it's, it's so you forget how horrible that thing is, you know, and, and you watch it, and you just, like, can't believe they showed this on... on you know, on primetime television is some special, but um, it, I mean, it is pretty horrible. The the, the special, but um, it's not that hard to get a copy of it if you you know you see it you see it available all the time. If you if you know where to look. Yeah, you, I mean, you see it. It's at conventions. People sell it all the time on eBay. I mean, it's you know it's it's all over the place. But you you know also friends will copy it for friends. You know, you'll see that kind of thing. You know, there are a lot of copies floating around. But honestly, like my copies, like I think I've played them like three times. You know, it's just. You don't. I have it because it's good to have it, but it's like, you know, it's it's so it's such a bad, you know, bad bad show. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it, you know, but but recently when we were watching, it was kind of funny because we were joking about how, you know, they showed this like really terrible matte painting of Kashik. And like, wouldn't it be hilarious if in Revenge of the Sith they had the same matte painting from the holiday special? Aww. You know, uh, you know, just uh, you know, and and. and it just it's fun the part that's funny is to watch like Harrison Ford trying to act in this thing. You know, like Harrison Ford is this great actor and you can tell he's like this great actor stuck in the worst story imaginable, you know, and he's there you know, he's there trying to like be Han Solo while he's surrounded by, you know, this just terrible show. So <laughs> that part's kind of interesting. <laughs> All right. Um do we have any uh fan questions from the chat, Brian? Um yes we do. Um hold on a second. You lost the question? I lost the questions. Because you waited too long? It yes, scrolled out it's, of it. It's scrolled oh. out. Um one of them was do you buy things from StarWarsShop.com? Yes, I do. Uh I you know, um you know, I, I bought uh I bought well quite a few things from them. Um more recently things like the Revenge of the Sith stuff, um, you know, the hat, t shirt, all that stuff. Um you know, a lot of the things are exclusive to them. So, like the uh, the Padme Amidala statue from uh, um, you know Gentle Giant. Like things that are exclusive to them are tend to be the things that are um, I tend to buy there. Um, otherwise, I usually get things. I tend to find things at local stores. But um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of cool stuff on there. They've even found things, um, old things like 20 year old things that they used to sell for the old fan club that they've listed on there. Oh. How about the $15,000 bronze Yoda? <laughs> uh, that's not my kind of thing. Um, you know, I don't, I, I don't, um, I'm not as into, um, you know, co rare collectibles that are made, kind of made to be exclusive like that. You know, okay. I, I just tend not to buy that stuff, but, okay. um, but it's a cool piece. I mean, the bronze Yoda statue, I've seen it and it's, it's, it's gorgeous. Um, but it's, it, it's not the kind of thing I focus on. Okay. It's expensive. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> well, you were talking in smaller, uh, in smaller uh, scale uh, boxes earlier. Uh, would you like to get your hand on one of the boxes that actually carried the IMAX cells for Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones? 
Do you mean like the film reels that they came in? Like well, with the cans. The cans, not the film reels. The cans, yeah. yeah. Uh, that would be kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> but it isn't something I've... Uh, um, I've pursued, but yeah, that's, uh, that kind of thing would be very cool. <laughs> so, how much would you like to pay for it? <laughs> we got a couple extra, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, let's talk offline about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, well, your, uh, your basic, um, your main range of actual figures is everything. Uh, we add you down as the vintage guru, but it's, you're just like the Star Wars collecting guru for fans, basically. Yeah, I mean, I, I, um, you know, I, I, I definitely my my emphasis and 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 background is more heavily on the vintage side. There's no question about that. I do get some of the new toys, but um, I I really do follow what I like. So, um, you know, there are some collectors who are very very, you know, kind of strict and dogmatic about only vintage. Um, I'm not that way. I kind of see Star Wars as, you know, Star Wars is a six movie you know story, and it's it's you know it doesn't just it's not just four five and six you know um so you know there are a few things that i collect across all those years there's some things i only collect in the vintage years so like you know the um, for example one of the things i collect are uh record awards so like for when the albums or the narrated records or anything goes you know sells a lot of units in a country they issue you know mm -hmm. gold and platinum record awards um and cd awards um for all the all these different um you know, audio recordings. And so I've been, over the years, trying to track down as many different ones of those as I can find. And so I have them from the prequels, I have them from the original trilogy. So that kind of thing I just collect across the whole the whole saga. And then there are things like, uh, another thing in recent years I started to collect was uh, school yearbooks of the actors oh. and, and uh, crew members and famous, you know, people, famous people who worked on the Star Wars films. So like James Earl Jones, Hayden Christensen, Natalie Portman, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, George Lucas, all of them I have like high school and college yearbooks from them. Um, and uh, and so, you know, that kind of thing I it's, you know, across the whole saga, not just not just the original trilogy. But then other things like the uh, unproduced toys, I tend to mostly focus on the original trilogy because okay. the problem with collecting unproduced toys of the new line is that there might be an idea they don't go forward with now, but in five years they may issue it. So you really you have to kind of wait till it really it's really becomes apparent what you know what is going to be more interesting and then not. Like I, part of the appeal is now that there's been time since the original trilogy, you know what's novel and what wasn't done. Whereas with the new line, you never really know, so you can you can really kind of go astray trying to collect that. So so I tend not to do that. Cool. Do you, uh, how do you do your, your uh, research for uh, items? Uh, you go by email, phone. Do you have a contact somewhere who knows a lot of people? Or yeah, I, I, so almost all my research is by word of mouth. There's no like the areas I collect. There's no there are no good books on it. There's no I mean there, it pretty much is through the community and through networking. So uh, I have many contacts. Um, so people who worked on for licensees, people who worked on the films, other collectors. Um, who I rely on to learn things, and a lot of times, if it's an area that few are really focusing on, I'm digging and doing the research myself. I'm, I'm trying to find the people who worked, you know, worked for the cereal company or worked for, you know, Kenner or you know whatever, and then ask them questions. And and you know, and what you find is there's no one person that knows everything. And what you do is you get little bits of information and piece it together. Like it's at the point now. When I'm, I go and my friends and I go meet, 
you know, people at Kenner who used to work at Kenner, and you talk to them, and they have some piece of information, but the amount of information we've pieced together over the years is very rich, so you actually inform them as well. Like, you, you remind them of the names of people, and then you kind of put more pieces into the puzzle, and, uh, and you actually help them out, and they're actually pretty amazed how much we know, you know, put together from, uh, from doing this for a while. And, uh, but each time you meet more people, you learn new things that no one really knew about. No one, you know, would ever have ever found out some of this information if it wasn't for, you know, collectors really trying to track this down. Nice. Okay. Uh, I was going to ask a question earlier to try, try and kind of trick you into an answer. <laughs> but uh, I, I just decided, you know, I'm not going to do it. But the fans asked it, so I'm going to go to Brian, and he's going to ask it for you. Okay, sure. Um... Oh, okay. Um, if you, if your house is burning down, what one item would you save? Uh, so I've had people ask me that before, um, and uh, you know it's such an impossible question to answer because you know it would be just so traumatic. You know, if the house is you know it's like there are so many things that if I only grabbed one item, I'd be so uh, it wouldn't even be like oh this is great I got this item made it out of here. I would just be so upset of all the other things I was leaving <laughs> behind, but. Um, but you know there are, you know there. I mean, it just it's just. I mean, it sounds like I'm kind of dodging this, but like there, it's just so impossible to answer because there are things like, for example, the Death Star model, which you know I have the this large three dimensional Death Star model from the first movie. Mm-hmm. So that, in terms of like Star Wars history, is possibly the most significant piece. I mean, this is an icon from the first movie. It's the only one that was made. It was used, you know, in a lot of shots on the film. And it would be kind of not only a loss in my collection, but it'd be a loss kind of the Star Wars if that thing were lost. Um, but you know, there are lots of other items, smaller items that um, that I, I really would just you know it'd be painful to lose. Like for example, the um, I have these dolls that they made, these large action figures they made for the Empire Strikes Back, like Han Hoth, Luke Bespin, Leia Bespin, Luke Ceremonial from the first movie. Um, so these are different, like, prototypes they made of, of large-size action figures. Like, those things I just love. I mean, they're, they're just incredible to look at. I never get tired of it. Um, and I have, you know, I have other movie prop things that would just be such a such a loss to, uh, you know, you know if, if uh, you know, if it, if it got lost. Like, you know, so, for example, like, I, I have a, um, a uh, rebel rifle from the Empire Strikes Back um, that was used in the, in the Empire Strikes Back, you know, something like that. Um, while in theory could be replaced because they made more than one, um, you know, it's just such a cool piece. You know, just never get tired of looking at something like that. Cool. So, you know, but you know, if, if I were to say like there was one thing, it'd probably be the Death Star model. But you know, there's so many other things that it would just be a pretty big tragedy to lose. <laughs> well, I hope that your wife would be sleeping at another house when that would happen, because you know, <laughs> well, I hope nobody, you know, this will never be a scenario. I need. <laughs> it's like. Honey, please save me. No, I have to save the Death Star first. <laughs> yeah, can you give me a hand pushing the Death Star? <laughs> Just yeah. please. I'll go first. <laughs> Face the flames, please. <laughs> we have another question from some collectors. Um, um, do you have the rocket-firing Boba Fett figure? Yes. So I have, in fact, two of them. Wow. Uh, they made uh, two... Di- so when they were considering... You know, as most of you know, when originally the Boba Fett action figure was going to be a mail-away offer, and then they changed, 
they changed plans because of safety reasons, because mm-hmm. the Battlestar Galactica toy had, you know, some kids had swallowed and choked on it, on a missile that fired from that. So they canceled the idea for Kenner for the rocket-firing Boba Fett. And while they were designing it, they came up with two different approaches generally. And they're known as kind of the L slot and the J slot based on the way the slider um, positioned itself on the back of the backpack. Anyway, there are two basic designs of the rocket-firing Boba mm-hmm. Fett, and I have an example of one of each of those. Cool. Great. Very cool. How much the, do they are they work now? Well, it it uh, quite a bit. Um, you know, it's uh, they they've uh, they've fluctuated over the years. Um, they've in recent years they've actually come down a little bit, um, but they particularly fetch a lot of money if they have the original rocket. On on you know many of them that are found don't have the rocket, and it actually the the price is much less if it doesn't have the rocket because it's very hard to find them with the rocket. But uh, there's one that I know a dealer is selling right now that has a rocket that, that their price is like $9,500. Oh, man. My gosh. <laughs> Not cheap. <laughs> okay. That's an all-expense trip to Star Wars Celebration 3 for three collectors. Yeah. <laughs> At least three collectors. <laughs> a lot of stuff for that. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so, apart from the from your panels at the Star Wars Celebration 3, do you have any uh, other Star Wars special Star Wars project coming up? Uh, let me think here. So, um, well, uh, you know, I might. You know, it, it mostly is going to be, I think, convention work um, in the next. You know, over the because there are going to be a bunch of conventions at the time of Episode 3. Um, so, I'm going to try to hit a lot this spring and summer. Um, so there are rumors of conventions in um, Germany and France. I'm mm-hmm. going to try to you know, hit some of that. Um, you know, we're doing a lot of things on my website. So um, now we're doing, like, a lot of expansion of much of the material there. So you can expect to see a lot of stuff there. Um, so, But no no kind of big commitment to other. Celebration 3 is really going to be the focus for a while. All right. Um Now, I think Danny sent you the uh, Star Wars on the, on the Rec liner. Uh-huh. By the, email? The little liner, uh, the promotion liner for us. Okay, great. So, so. you can go uh, whenever you're ready. Okay, great. Um, so, w- let me. do I need to just pull that up and then read it off? Yes. Okay, hold on. It's going to take me, like, well, a minute. Basically, all you have to do is just say, Hi, my name is Gus Lopez, and you're listening to Star Wars on Direct. You could probably add in what you do so readers, yeah, yeah, so like listeners know what you are. Like I'm Gus Lopez, a uh, collector's extraordinaire or vintage guru or something. You know? <laughs> yep, okay. Just one second here. Let me just pull up. Do you want me to just read the exact text? No, or? Uh, you can't or just basically... Uh, Be original. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, hold on one second. Just give, me, give me one second. I just want to kind of pull up your thing here. So, hold on. That's not a problem. Take all the time you need. So I, wasn't, I wasn't on the computer, so I was just kind of like <laughs> pulling that up. In your crowded office? Yeah. So, you know, walking past uh-huh. walking past those Wampas and uh, Jawas and all those little Ewok stuff toys, it's <laughs> you got to get to the computer. Yeah, here, yeah, well, you know, you know, then it would have been, uh, you know, <laughs> trying to do too many things at once, but um, let's see here. Uh, If you don't get it, it's not a problem. I didn't receive it, actually. So, well, anyway, so just, just some talk of the Star Wars Indirect. Um, so, yeah, well, anyway, uh, I'll just go now. 
So this is uh, Gus Lopez, and it's been a pleasure uh, talking on Star Wars and Direct, um, and hope to chat with you again some other time. Cool. That sounds perfect. We're going to do uh, just another one. Okay. Just say, say something like, hi, this is Gus Lopez, and you're listening to Star Wars and Direct. Okay, great. Hi, this is Gus Lopez, and you're listening to Star Wars and Direct. That's perfect. But the same thing, but just a tad bit slower. Okay, great. Hi, this is Gus Lopez, and you're, you're listening to Star Wars and Direct. That's perfect. Look. That's hey. perfect. So thank you very much for being with us today. Yeah, sure. It's been a pleasure. Uh, stay on the line. Uh, here we're going to go on a short musical break, and we're going to be listening to uh, Just a Ride from Jam. No, 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 no. No, no we're going to be listening to Lala, Ashley Lala? Simpson. From Ashley Simpson. I'm sorry. I messed them up. So we'll be right back on Star Wars on the regular voice of Star Wars fan.
At SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by our team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. Hi, this is Steve Sansweet, and you're listening to Star Wars On The Left. And we are back on Star Wars on Direct Voice of Star Wars Fandom. And we want to know what Star Wars items do you collect and exactly why. It's like it's like a good subject. Because yeah. every Star Wars fan is a little bit of a collector. Yeah. They have uh, been. They have something. They are. They have something. At least the DVD, VHS, a poster or something. You know? Exactly. And if they don't have something, they're not really a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Like, if you don't even have the movies, or at least a cup, like, at least two editions of the movies, you're not really a Star Wars fan. Yeah, that's it. Like, I have four editions of the movies, <laughs> and, like, my parents think I'm really weird. But they're like, okay, I guess, we guess, wants to see it differently, I guess. But you know what says, like, some parents, like Brian, it's like, if it keeps you from doing drugs, but <laughs> the Brian, in the case of Brian, doesn't keep it from doing drugs. You know, my, my girlfriend... drugs is miniatures. Yeah, my girlfriend thinks I'm a free for it's a crack. For a I co- know. So my girlfriend thinks I'm a freak for collecting that much, and I say, you cannot imagine uh, how much people can collect. <laughs> it's like, it's dude, 350 boxes of cereal, and it's a third of his collection. It's like, dude, you need to bring her to my to my room. <laughs> oh, God, she doesn't want to go there. <laughs> Brian remembers. Brian's seen my room like, recently. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, it's a total mess. Like, when I first met Sebastian, it was messy. And but then, like yesterday, I was over and we were playing miniatures. And I went to his room. It's like, oh my god, I feel like Indiana Jones. <laughs> no, hey, it's a Jawa sand crawler. It's yes. literally a Jawa sand crawler. It does there's it. junk everywhere, <laughs> and half of it is actually Star Wars. Yeah. So for my part, I collect uh, only books. I got some comics, and trade paperback, but that's it. I almost have all the books. The adult novel, I, I'm pretty sure I've got all of them. Uh, maybe this uh, Ken Saga, I don't have yet. I, I will. They're not no, missing anything. No, but I want them anyway, just for the collection. Yeah, I guess. You know, uh, I've got all the Jedi Apprentice, all the Bantam books. I don't have all the encyclopedias and big graphic yeah, okay. books. Uh, that's basically it. Uh, why do I collect Star Wars books? Good question. You like to read. Yeah, I like to read. I like history. So, it's kind of the history of Star Wars, you know, that you my hold finger your hand. in your hand. Yeah, that's it. And one, um. of, one of my favorite uh, reference book is The Essential Chronology. 
Oh, I, I love that I, book too. I, I, I can't wait for uh, the second edition to have the the oh my gosh. the Delry era in there. You know the NGO NGO because the the uh, it was just the, the Bantam. Yeah, the first uh, was the Bantam, and they talked about NGO. They and they did mostly uh, the comics. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I can't wait for the uh, the other one. There's one coming up this summer, I think. About it, it will be kind of the same thing, but only for comic books. Oh, that's gonna I will really buy cool. that one also. Uh, it will be incredible. So I collect that because I like to see the history of Star Wars. Unfortunately, now it, it's there's a lot of loopholes <laughs> existing in yeah. the history, and now that Lucasfilm decided that everything is uh, uh, is uh, it's in the expanded universe, even the the Ken saga I- is official. It's they they correct. The 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 find reason for everything. Yeah, which and is yeah. what they do in at the other big science fiction saga, like even the the, the smaller ones, the smaller maybe smaller in their Zeta. length. <laughs> or I'd say more a Stargate. It's mm. a younger one compared yeah. to like the big like Star Wars and Star mm-hmm. Trek. Like even in Star Trek, that's huge mythology, <laughs> huge like, and no way they can keep kept track of it all. <laughs> uh-huh. But they try, mm-hmm. and they try and explain everything, just like yeah. in Star Wars. Yeah. And Star Trek didn't, didn't happen because, like, this dog didn't got exactly. killed by a car accident or something yeah. like that. But on my part, I started collecting action figures because I was really into action figures. Like, even young, like, I loved action figures and stuff like that. But then when I first got into, like, Star Wars, there were no Star Wars action figures. I'm so... Like, they, it, I, I, I in got into... I, 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 I grew up in the dark years. Yeah. And then when the figures came out, I went nuts, and I have like I have a ton of them, and I don't know what to do with them because I don't collect anymore. When I don't have any space yeah. to put them on my wall. I I, I used to collect vintage because they were not vintage when I when yeah. I yeah uh, me and my brother were we had almost every toy and figures from Star Wars, and in the dark days, my mother said, uh, uh, you don't play anymore with your Star Wars figure. Do you want? Can we give give them to your little cousins? Me and my brother say, "Oh yeah, go ahead." Oh, I'm showing so myself now. We you had two Boba Fett. We had uh, two X-wing, a Millennium Falcon, and all the 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 the, the scenery. You know the 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 two odd bays, Dagobah, that the Death Star, the boy, oh boy, man. See, it's dark years. They went on drugs. I know. <laughs> The bad things that can do. <laughs> they went to university. They had girlfriends. Oh my God! What were they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why you must not have a life when you're a Star Wars fan. Yeah. So I I collected, and then I kind of I recently I've gotten out. It was pretty much like when I turned 18. Like you, you I went just, crazy it with was the so of the expensive. Yeah. I just I I looked at it. It was just I was spending so much money on it, and I wasn't really doing with anything with them. I wasn't because did you uh. I, 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 some of them I unpack, some of them I, I they're still in the packaging, but I, I just don't know what to do with them anymore, and I haven't really collected anymore. But when I do love the miniatures, because mm-hmm. what I do find is that I can play with them. Mm-hmm. Like there's a game and everything, and I don't they're just basically have cheap. They're, they're basically cheap, and like you get what seven for fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. That's great, man. Two bucks for figure, it when individually. Some are worth more, blah blah blah, and I've just had a lot of fun because I c- they're useful. They don't just stand there mm-hmm. for me. Okay, but some that of them are really now, nice. Now, now that not. you you know look back at this, would you have collected one type of item? 
No, no uh, I probably would not have spent the money. Okay. I am looking into selling some most of the action figures okay. in boxes because so I it just was don't. Impulse. Yeah, and I, I I just don't have the space right now. Okay. And I don't really have the time to put into it. Mm-hmm. That's it. When I realized I didn't have like the space anymore mm-hmm. for like. But your three coll- quarters of my yeah. collection, I, I just your sold collection it. was really sparse, like uh, all, all kind of item, but nothing. You didn't get the whole collection of one part. Actually, I got the whole collection of Pepsi cans. Okay, for, for Canada. I, I was pissed off because I was I'm missing one yeah, to complete my basic set, Panaka. Okay, and I I still don't have them. So, but I still have a Mace Windu can. Oh. That Nick, whenever my, my my best friend Nick comes over, he goes into my fridge and he pretends to open it to drive me nuts, and he gets <laughs> me every time, because he's like, "It's the Mace Windu Mountain Dew. I want to open it. I want to taste it, because <laughs> it's in the fridge." I said, "After after six years, how does it taste?" I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe at midnight it'll open up, yeah. but I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm still trying to uh, get uh, the Skywalker wine. I would love to have that for uh, after the 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 movie has passed away. Has yeah. passed away. Just as like the retire w- during the the Skywalker <laughs> wine. Yeah, cool. The Chardonnay. Send us a bottle. Yeah, but because they they cannot sell outside of certain states. Yeah, so they they've got white and reds. Mm. And send I us a white. I I've, I've actually ways of getting it. Oh. Nice. We'll talk after the show. Okay. <laughs> Darn, Brian, stop giving me foot. <laughs> Do you have a favorite item in your collection? In my collection? Yeah. Wow. That you didn't sell or that? Well, actually, like what I sold for my collection were action figures. Uh, most of everything else I kept. If you have to ask me, like, what's my most favorite item? I wear it around my neck almost all Bob. the time. It's my little 1977 Jawa, <laughs> <laughs> which has a hole in the head. <laughs> For those of you who are collecting out there, you'd like to kill me. <laughs> But no, apart from the, from Bob, um, I'm guessing my Star Wars, um, Star Wars Episode Four, uh, our Ralph McQuarrie portfolio. Okay, that's like one of the piece I like I like a lot. I also got the Doug Chang one from episode one, which came in a very nice uh, aluminum bu- aluminum box. Okay. And it was like 10 bucks or something at chapters at one point, so I just jumped on it because it was cool. it's, it's a really nice piece to have. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got two pieces which I just don't want to talk about because it would make some people so jealous. <laughs> Say it. No, Did I can't. George the Cool, different type of beer no no actually yeah I, I actually I have like uh, two of the three different types of beers of Dirk Sokol's mm-hmm. and uh, I know it's, it's it's kind of funny because some people out there are saying that there's only two different types of beer for Dirk Sokol but there's really three there's the pepper one there's the darker and the lighter one okay. so dark white and uh, salt and pepper salt and pepper yeah, okay. so I, I still have my salt and pepper and I think it's the other one I have is the light one okay so cool What's your favorite item? My favorite item, um, probably my Luke um, from my EU Luke. It's probably my favorite item. Which uh, with the um, Dark Empire the or Dark Empire? Uh, yes. Dark Empire. Empire. Okay. Um, probably one of the figures I will keep forever, forever. Um, just because I just, I just, it's just one of my favorite pieces. Like the construction and everything behind it. It just, it represents what Star Wars. 
mm-hmm. like the infinite possibilities of the in- expanded universe. Yeah. Um, I really, I didn't really get into the Unleashed. I got one for my birthday last year, and it's the Boba Fett one. I, it They're just nice. sits on my windowsill, and it's just perfect. And it's not too in the way. And I also really like my clone, my uh, clone trooper helmet. It just it reminds me of a lot of good memories. I had like fun with it, like with Sebastian doing goofy things, mm-hmm. and like. Um, but if I had to collect, it, it, it hides wires in my because I put stuff into it yeah. to hide like wires and stuff, so that my room doesn't look messy. And I also another the last one I remember most was uh, my Boba Fett uh, miniature I got from Nathan. Oh. I bought off Nathan. They came with his whole set. Cool. Yeah. Right. Well. If, if I like if I have to do a top three of, of my of my favorite stuff, like the top one will be those two things I can talk about because they they're basically mm-hmm. together. Uh, my my second will be the Attack of the Clone trailer for for uh, uh, Attack IMAX. of the Clone on IMAX, the 35 millimeter trailer. I got that. I was really happy. Um, probably like the third thing would be the uh, Ralph McQuarrie uh, portfolio. Because that was really cool, and uh, yeah, I got some books too, but they're not as cool. Well, I got that same book, the Re- Back Return of the Jedi this book. This one? Yeah. Okay. Those which which shows the never before seen footage of Luke jumping to try and escape from yeah. the Rancor? Yeah, that's it. Uh, one of my uh, I got three favorites, and they're too old and something new. The one of my favorite is my original. Uh, Return of the Jedi comic book and it's kind of you know really used because I was camping and I forgot it under the rain for three hours oh my gosh and it still holds but, up but you know what it looks it I, it just looks like it's had a lot of wear and tear and a lot yeah. of a uh, lot I read it a lot of love yeah so that that that's one of my favorite I will show it on the webcam uh, Sebastian will start it again just wait a minute it's it's the Marvel, uh, it's the Marvel and uh, is it Marvel? Yeah, it's the Marvel comic book adaptation of Marvel Illustrated book. It's in color. It's in English, and it's uh, really old. It's probably in, it's ninety three, and it's partly on the webcam right now. Eighty three, yeah. So I will show it on the webcam. There you go. A little bit. Come on, here you go. So. At that point, it cost it cost three dollars. So today, today you probably wouldn't get it for under thirty dollars. Yeah, more like it. for that book, a book like that, probably fifteen dollars. Yeah, but it's it's not in, in mint condition. It's really in bad shape. So, but you know it, what? All the page still old, uh, and it's, it's kind of tight. Oh, my name is written on there. <laughs> it's more of a sentimental. Yeah, though. that's it. Uh, I've got the two. I think it's the Dark Tide. NGO Japanese book given uh, given to me by Steve Sensuit, so that's one of the reasons I like it. You know those great uh, covers they got from uh, NGO. Uh, all the Japanese covers now are incredible, so uh, I will show them. In they're really small. I can't read Japanese, but <laughs> you know, just having them is really cool. I just put the two uh, books just side by side, so it's pretty cool. I have them in a little no paper protecting them nor- normally, and this one is not before uh, not because the, the it was the only item that survived uh, 
the your selling of my toys. Y- your my mother's mom. wrath. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. It's the it's in the French. Hurricane known as my mother. <laughs> you know, it's the uh, the illustrated book uh, of Return of the Jedi. There's a I'm sure there's there, there's a version uh, English version of this. Yeah. Uh, one of the thing that's special it it shows the bad translating of French. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna just show you what the what Chewbacca. Say, no, they say. Uh, uh, let me see. Like one of the special things about this book, as I was saying earlier, while he's looking for that uh, that quote of his, is that uh, you see one of the image is Luke actually hanging from the Rancor's uh, cage at the, the the top of it, and I think you see uh, some of the characters trying to hit him with the with the staffs or something. I got okay, to cool. make him go down. I, I'm gonna translate on the flight here. Suddenly, Luke jumped on his feet and took the Emperor uh, from behind. The Emperor. No, yeah, flailed around. Flailed, flailed around. Uh, from his hands were uh, were lightning coming out, and he couldn't reach Luke. <laughs> he uh, was still hanging on on to the uh, to uh, Palpatine. The the, uh, the lightning uh, touched Vader. Uh, basically, it's Luke that took took the Emperor and shoved it down the shaft. So it's the other way around? Yeah. Wow. What Oops. a bad translation, man. I never actually read that part. <laughs> I was too busy looking at the pictures. Yeah, that's right. Sebastian. That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, in 93, yeah. But, you well, know, 83. 83, yeah. 83, but actually I got it uh, back in 97 probably. Okay. From our friends from Legends. Okay. But you so know, how can you... Make that big of a mistake. The guy who translated didn't see the movie, probably. Most probably not. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So that are my three items. Uh, in the chat, I saw that uh, some people, you know, like uh, Trooper collects mostly Master Replica. Uh, you got Dark Nuff who collects precisely Dark Maul items. But he got a huge collection of figures, books, and everything. But I think he, he really likes Dark Maul, so every Dark Maul item you can find. You know, yeah. For uh, I know you can collect. Uh, also, you know, you got costume, you know, uh, like David. Yeah. Here, some he of the five offers is just like yeah. collect armor and stuff like that. Just uh, you got how much uh, armor does he got at home? He's got just armor, not not co- but we, we well, no. he's got over 14 costumes in terms of armor. I believe he's got somewhat around eight or nine. I can't remember exact number. Because he's got too many. <laughs> you know, he already has uh, episode three uh, clone trooper. You know, that's it. That's there's not much he's missing. He's he's building them himself. By himself, so and it's it, he's doing like an incredible job. Yeah, you know, too much costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, too, they, there there's no uh, not enough events. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Put them, uh, you know. So I remember at uh, SFX last year. He changed costumes during the day so he could wear like different ones. Yeah. Well, he did the same thing uh, back in Toronto as well. So. So do we have some fan comments uh, in the chat? Uh, uh, what do you collect and why do you collect? Yeah, you got it. Sabrina wanted my Ralph McQuarrie portfolio, but she's not gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, me and Brian, we have a friend, uh, a common friend, who actually has the Empire Strikes Back yes. Ralph McQuarrie portfolio. And I was looking at it the other day. And I'm like. 
I would so want to take this away from you and protect it in my room. <laughs> a lot of things. The, uh, like the these arts I, I find to be like really nice. Those mm-hmm. the 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 st- art of episode two books and stuff like that. They're really nice to have into the collection because it really shows the history behind the movies mm-hmm. of Star Wars. I think I will buy the episode. Two. I, is there an episode one art book like that? I don't think there. Uh, the art of episode one, yes. Yes. There's the art of episode one. There's okay. the art of episode two. Yeah. There's the art of episode. It's, it's the and great cover. And I know cover there there's one for A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi in a kind of a like essential guide. You know, the, okay. the flexible. Yeah. Yeah. I have soft one. Cover. It's the uh, Lucas Arts archive book. Oh. Very cool. Each movie. Lucas Arts. No, sorry, Lucas Film Archive. Okay. Okay. So it's A New Hope, uh, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. The what was it? Uh, uh, the not the Last Crusade. The uh, what's the first Temple Indiana of Doom. The first Indiana Jones. Was it Temple of Doom? No, in the Lost Ark. Indiana Jones and the Lost Ark. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then it's the t- and Temple of Doom and uh, mm-hmm. the Last Crusade. All of the special effects and the models and all the pictures are beautiful. Cool. But we know also, uh, you know, Pierre from Drummondville. Yeah. I don't know how this guy does it, but he buys everything. <laughs> Action figures, miniature books in French and English, comics. Man. I, I don't understand the completists. And, and I collect miniatures, and mm-hmm. there are some that I'm just like, well, I'm not going to get mm-hmm. it. And what about those people who don't uh, unpack them? No. Yeah. You know why? <laughs> no, but it's it because it's just like me and some of my uh, some of my, ma- my my imperial forces for the, uh, the 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 miniatures that I got the other day. I just I haven't unpacked uh, un- unpacked it. <laughs> that almost sounded bad. <laughs> I didn't unpack them because I never know, you know, if I'm going to exchange them or for for something else. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather have them as much as possible in their original okay. state mm-hmm. than uh, the plastic else. bag, Sebastian. Honestly, don't protect. Much. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> because those lightsabers would still be straight when we get yes, them out of there. But would, would you be the kind of pe- person who unwrap and you know make stance, you know, and dioramas? I was. I was. Yeah, okay. I just don't have the space nor the time for it anymore. When I was till I was 16, I was still playing with my GI Joes, and I would actually unscrew the little screws in the back and mix different GI Joes body parts together. And right now my G.I. Joe collection is like a total mess. <laughs> but it was so cool and we're having so much fun. And, you know, uh, we actually went through ships with saws and just like built some new ships. So I actually, did I did I actually destroy the Star Wars? I Like f- for those of you, of you who collect like really old action figures out there, you're going to aid me for that. But for some reason I, fou- I found it very amusing to crash uh, Luke's... Luke has uh, a in Return of the Jedi action figure uh, from the 1977 years um, into my father's. Uh, was the Eto again? Car. No, not Oto. Eto. Eto. What's that? Yeah, that yeah. thing you squeeze like right. those two. A vice. Yeah. yeah. I actually squeezed like what? My okay, that's my uh, that's that's right up there with me breaking off my Ghostbuster action figure arms, dude, man. so I well, can put wait. them in their car and then pretend it's an ambulance. So they go to the hospital. If, if the moment I have to glue them back on. If, it's it's not the end of it. I also totally destroyed a Lando Calrissian skiff guard that Jeez. same way. Why yeah. would you do that? I don't know. It was and it was I was I wasn't even like I was like, I think I was eleven or something like that. I found it funny for some reason. 
So uh, has issues. I basically gave my reason. It's because I I collect books because I like the history of Star Wars and it's nostalgia. You know, I saw the movie and grown the the saga grown with uh, has grown with me. So yep, that's nas- mostly nostalgia. I I don't know if I would continue. Uh, if I didn't start in 1991 with the Timothy Zahn book, I don't know if I would have no continued as yeah well or began begin in the you know with the Delry era, the new Delry era. I don't know if I would have done it. You know, uh, I I know a lot of my cousins who like me like were buying all the books and they just stopped. And when you stop, you cannot begin again. Right, Sebastian. What I don't know about that. Well, no, you can't. You can like go back into it. It's it's just harder. It's yeah. It's it's just a little bit harder. But you know, it's like like for me and uh, the NGO series, uh, I got almost uh, all of the book from um, from the science mm-hmm. fiction book club here in Canada, mm-hmm. and uh, they're the reprints version. I feel okay with it. But it's like some sometimes I'll just go like. Ooh, this is a new series, and I like to have like all the books with the little like covers that comes out that you can touch, and they they're really cool. <laughs> but then I can't. Yeah, you, you just like there's almost nothing you can do to stop me. Uh, for instance, me going to Star Celebration three. <laughs> so you sell them. So yeah, that's it. You sell them all. But um, f- the the real reason behind me collecting, I. I honestly cannot say because I, it's Star Wars. It's Star Based Wars. I'm I'm a Jawa heart. I'm a scavenger. If like people who know me know I'm a scavenger. I'm gonna walk down the street. Damn, I'm gonna scavenger. see a, a million Falcon brawl broken up in the in the trash can. I'm gonna pick it up and I'll fix it. Worse, <laughs> you're gonna see something that could be made into a lightsaber. You will drag it home. No, he'll see that it's yes. like he'll see a computer case and I'll be like, I can do something with that. He picks it up. I actually fixed... I, I, and I know you do that. Four of my computers at home came from the trash. <laughs> no, that's, works, inte- man. that's intelligent. But, you know, in Star Wars... Yeah. But in terms in terms of Star Wars, I don't know, it's just like, it's the scavenger in me, and I just... I just feel the need to have everything Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know why. It's you, my big You clothes. just don't have the money. <laughs> I just don't have the money. I'd love to have like the same collection as Lisa Stevens, Steve Sansweet, and Gus Lopez, but I'm just not that. Much. I cannot imagine him winning a million dollars. If I win a million dollars, I'm gonna buy my way into Lucasfilm. <laughs> 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 Look, I'm giving you five hundred dollars for the first month of you. Like, no, let me work. No, don't pay me. I'll pay you to work for you. <laughs> no. yeah. I'd buy a Lucasfilm. I'd like to buy a Lucasfilm. Yeah, yeah. Just a million dollars, you stupid. Yeah, I know, I know, but just, just to, to go into the archives, that would be really nice. Be the caretaker of a Lucasfilm archives. Oh, I'd love to do that. It would be pretty boring, actually. Never. <laughs> I think it would. It wouldn't excite me. <laughs> like, sure, there's a lot of cool stuff, but, you know... Like th- those uh, those miniatures, change. those miniatures that never made it to the f- the, the final end of production, they're all gonna be there. <laughs> Not really, I don't think so. They would. They, they would be a wizard. Yeah, they, they got really dark stuff. It's okay. mostly props and yeah. things in, in the Lucasfilm archive. Yeah. And no why emotional d- why items. did you collect? Why did I collect? Because it was fun. Okay. But it it it, beca- it did wasn't fun anymore. It was uh uh just a drain on my cash flow. Okay. It's a waste. 
Yeah, because I didn't do anything with it anymore. But uh, the books, I still read some. But the last NGL book, I just didn't like it. I just didn't finish it. I still haven't finished it. Okay. Yeah, but I liked I liked Some, the something uh, like the book. Star. Something like the books. It's not that tough to get back into the game, but when you're collecting stuff like the action figures, man, the more you wait, the worse it gets. It's like and at one point they started yeah. like climbing the prices from mm-hmm. eight to twelve, fifteen bucks, and it just got silly, and I couldn't afford them any anymore. So. And I like the miniatures anyway. Yeah. They're more fun. I remember that you collected the lays. The Lay's bags of chips. Yeah, I still and have the them. Little, with the, the little, little square. Yeah, I'm missing one again. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't finish my set. Your uh, your little uh, puzzle set from Lay's. Yeah, I'm missing Yoda. I got Yoda. Do I have many Yoda? I don't remember if I have many Yoda. Like I'll there's some people that got like all the different colors. Like I didn't even get that. Yeah. Well, the best color to have was red. I wish I would have gotten everything red, but I would have gotten so fat I would look like Harry Knowles from Aided Cold News. <laughs> <laughs> I think and he got all the different colors. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And, and we know that Asbro has renewed his contract until 2018. That's right. So, so yeah, there I will don't be. Don't worry. So uh, don't worry about action figures. But the thing that. You no, know, I wouldn't like to be a, an action figure collector is that they come up with the same figures again and again. Uh, how can uh, action figures collector can cope with that, you know? They want var- variety at some point, you know? Now, you, how much Darth Vader are there out there, you know? Yeah. How many version, you know? I think uh, there's at least two of each, like, action figures out there. But uh, in case there of Dark Vader, Vader, there's probably ten, fifteen Darth Vader out there. Right? In, in, case, in case of Darth Vader, there's like that's it. Damn. And they're bringing out a new one. But then yeah, again, it, it's the three hundred figure or something. You know? More like for fi- fi- the Sith. Okay, they're bringing yeah. out another Vader. But there's a the fi- uh, five hundred figures. Uh, special figure three hundred. No, three hundred was Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Yeah. So it's probably the five hundred. Yeah. Damn. Oh, there you go. Th- thanks, uh, thanks to Simo Kenobi, we have uh, a, a little link to uh, the puzzle pieces from uh, from that Star Wars thing. Ah, uh, yes. Yep. It was uh, Yoda that was missing. Actually, I don't have the clones. I got the clones. Ha 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 ha. Which is sad. I got the clones. They were in yellow. They were the only ones in yellow. Yep. Are you the type of guys who collect the, uh, you know, Restaurants thing, you know the KFC, McDonald's, uh, Burger King. I've got, I got, I've got all, all the, KFC, the buckets. I got all the KFC toys. Oh, there's a KFC down the street from me. Yeah. So it wasn't hard. I think I've got almost all of the KFC toys still in their bags, in their little boxes. Oh man, I had in the box. I, I had it in the box. My mom was like, "Well, we're 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 folding out down a bunch of stuff," and she's like, she opens it. I was like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> don't do it." No. And uh, no, I've got, I've got almost, I think I've got almost all the toys because we don't have any Taco Bells. Well, we didn't have any Taco Bells. I got a few of the Taco Bell toys, and uh, I got like a few because my mom knew some people in Ontario, and um, I got a few. I've I got, got few cool I've got all the KFC buckets because I asked nicely, and I was going to school right next to KFC, so kind of help. And um, anything is possible when you ask nicely. There you go, and the. Um, all the Pepsi bottles from 1997. 
Oh yes, I saw some of those. Those uh, the Pepsi Diet bottle. Pepsi. That was the Stormtrooper. Yeah. Seven Up was Millennium Falcon, and Darth Vader was Pepsi. And I think there's one that was C-3PO. No. Yeah, you have the the seven the seven hundred and ten millimeters bottle of Seven Up were C-3POs. Really? Oh yeah, yeah that's true. And I got those. <laughs> and I got I got actually the three cereal box that Kellogg made oh, yes, for, uh, for for the guys. So I was thinking of those cereal boxes when Joss was talking about them earlier. But it's like... But I, I saw pictures, you know, you got every box that has something Star Wars on it. Yeah, Where it'd be crazy. just a little square making yeah. a, a Star Wars promotion. You got everything. We actually got an email, I think, uh, from a collector. Yeah, we do. Um, from Brian Hoover in uh, Australia. I collect Star Wars because I've always collected Star Wars since the toys came out in the 70s when I was young. But it has only been in the last two three years that I've started calling myself a collector. Where before I would buy Star Wars items willy-nilly, I've now narrowed down my collecting field to the three and a three-quarter inch figures. Particularly Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker, and Padme Hamidallah. Vader and Skywalker because Star Wars is Darth Vader's story, and I like the whole corrupted evil turns good story. Padme because she's part of Anakin Vader and I think that Natalie Portman is really nice. <laughs> nice. Thank you. I think that's a euphemism. Uh, yeah, well, actually, it's like I've edited this part of the email. <laughs> I collect as many variations as I can uh, of these three character figures, Canadian, European, Asian release, two-packs, three-packs, vehicles, creatures. If it has one of, the, of these characters, it will get. I will get it. I've had to sell every other bit of Star Wars stuff I own to get these. Okay, Sebastian censured the word haughty. Yeah. What the hell? Her <laughs> respect okay. for Natalie Portman. Fuck that chick. Go see closer. She yeah, I'd like, I'd like to that. fuck that chick, but that's not the issue here. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I had to collect action figures, I think I would go with the, uh, or statues, I think I would go with the Unleashed. Just yeah. because yes, they're the cool. Unleashed. Actually, you know, I or just I would I be like Frank and go only after like Yoda. Yeah, I forgot one of the most important pieces of my collection, my autograph book, mm-hmm. where all the all the nice people, all the nice Star Wars actors I met at Empire and everything that I get to know, and they sign like those like the 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 longest one is Carolyn Blakiston. She like wrote an entire page and signed her her name yeah, yeah. at the, the back. That was really nice. Oh oh oh! I got something. I so I've got my I, precious. I've got. Well, I, I it's not really. Uncommon, but it's just cool. Yeah. Uh, wait a bit. <laughs> so yeah, it's it. like uh, well, it's 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 just uncommon. I got this really big page written by Mon Mothma. It's really like cool when you think about it. It's just there's common, there's uncommon, there's rare and very rare. Yeah. Well, there there are some of these like there are some items uh, like for some people who could actually get their hands on Star on Lucasfilm's Christmas cards. Uh, you know they're considered like rare to collectors because most collectors don't get them, but those who do, they're like very precious to them. They are cool. Yeah, they are very. Can you show uh, someone I get? Jeez, that's like such a shameless thing to do. <laughs> yeah. like, I was only cool people get it, but you're not. <laughs> and that's, and don't he, worry. And I'm got I'm not talking about it. And there he goes, like, hey, you want to show them the one I got? <laughs> <laughs> Man, where is it? I had a, a picture autographed in there somewhere. Oh, your uh, Darth Vader and uh, Boba Fett one? Yeah. That you're only missing Billy D. William? Yes. Here you go. That used to hang on your room, and you, you should hang that again. <laughs> yeah, it's a Christmas card. Yeah, Christmas card. You got every uh, company in uh, Lucasfilm. Yeah. 
with the special light snowflake kind of shape. Yeah, in the snowflake shape, it's it's, it's a really nice card when you when you take a good look at it. Mm-hmm. It's like really well thought of. Yeah, and uh, last it's better year than the Yoda one from last year. Last year's was nice w- too. The, 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 you know the well, if you look through the light, you had little uh, the stars, stars that yeah, would light up, so that was nice. Yeah. So this one is ba- everybody who goes to convention can have access to. You know, I have a picture of uh, Vader and uh, Boba Fett signed by David Ross and Jeremy Bullock. It's basically easy to uh, to have if they're both at the same convention, or you bring back uh, the picture and you saw it. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. No, I uh, I keep it safe now. <laughs> Actually, I don't have any autographs except for one, and it's from Star Trek. Okay. <laughs> and it's a lo- it, and there's a long story behind it too. <laughs> yep. And it's kind of linked to Star Wars in a way. No, after that one, when I I saw how much it cost, I never uh, got another graph again. Yeah, yeah, it's not my thing. No, it was cool. It was my first convention, so it's kind of my souvenir from that convention. That's right. It's it's kind of sad that it costs that much, but if you it's understandable. Yes, it is understandable. If you get the time to talk to those people, you you'll know why they do that. And sometimes it's not even them; it's like other people. But I'm just like really glad and happy that I've got at least. A signature from everybody I met in the Star Wars uh, actors that I've that I've been with. So yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh, uh, it's Ducklin that collects. Yeah, Declan, uh, collects uh, we have a friend in Toronto. He's got over 200 uh, autograph pictures and like the big eight by eight and a half mm-hmm. by eleven. How many uh, are Star Wars? Uh, I can't remember exactly how many are Star Wars in particular because he's just like brand autograph collector. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he's got he's got a lot. Mm. Do you remember one of our, of our first English show? We received an email from a uh, a gal that collected. Uh, no, it was during the Steve Sensor interview, so it's way, way back. back. <laughs> and she collect only Amidala's uh, toys and or item, and she had six hundred Amidala oh items. And that was before episode one. Uh, episode two. Jeez. It's a lot of different items. Uh, did we interview Sensuit after episode two or before? After, right? After. So, okay. So, it's after. You know? Cool. And I saw a picture on the internet. A guy only collecting R2-D2 stuff. Cool. He, uh, he had, you know, uh, it unbelievable number of different size R2. It's books about R2. And uh, it was... Wow. No, I can't imagine uh, having a room full of the same item, but that's that's something I I have difficulty imagining. You know, being a collector, you have uh, you need a room. To yeah, you need a room or a, a basement <laughs> or, or a few more. Rooms. Yeah, to to you need space. Yeah, you need space basically. It's and uh, what do you think about? Uh, you know, getting action figures or collector's item in convention the, the, the with the high price and everything. The, the I price usually don't find it to that high price. No. Conventions I've been to. Collectors don't... They don't scalp boost. usually. No? Don't the, the, the price. I, I don't really... Uh, I haven't been to a convention since the miniatures have been out. Mm-hmm. So... There hasn't been much in the way of scalping. Yeah, one, the, uh, one of the items Sebastian told... Uh, Gus we had was the uh, 
the bucks uh, of the of one reel of the IMAX movie. I, I think have one too. Yeah, we had a couple. Uh, one of our friends just picked all the 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 the, the box the real boxes yeah. from the trash can and just gave us gave them to uh, to us. And Sebastian had access to the IMAX boot, and the guy just like thrown the trash out, and there was this 70 millimeter reels of film, and I'm like. Well, there's only one thing that could probably come from. So I actually went through the trash, and I remember going very subtly to Danny, like, come with me, I need your help. Because some of it had, like, received some, like, Pepsi or something on it, and it was kind of uh, of sticky. sticky. So so we, we cleaned it up in the bathroom really quickly. Yeah, we're <laughs> two guys in the same, the same area in the bathroom with the door closed. It was <laughs> suspicious. I'm, I'm emptying my pockets, I'm like, come on, we need to clean that up. <laughs> But you, you got some cool reels, you know. Yeah, it's it's it's, really nice it's, no, it's only the the countdown, I think, numbers, and uh, with you, you see attack of, uh, of yeah. the clone. I imagine. I've got I've got all the count all the all the well almost all the countdown numbers, mm-hmm. and uh, I ha- I think I still have uh, something that says Lucas from Star Wars Episode yeah. Two. It's not reels from the movie. It's yeah, okay. the the part that they cut they well, cut out from the beginning and the yeah. end. But it was still. It's like just for me to know that Free. it came from Star Wars Episode Two. But the cases are IMAX. cool. Yeah. You know, a big gold Kodak feel. cases. Aren't they on the Yeah, I got on one. I, I'm going to try to just show it on the webcam. Because it, it's, it's kind of like a unique item that unless you talk to your your theater manager, you're not going to get it. We're most definitely going to talk to the theater manager about getting them for Star Wars Episode Three. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, when we were in Toronto with... Uh, a friend of ours, uh, Marianne Salav from the Fanforge boards, we actually came across uh, a box which on it said Star Wars Episode 2. So we kind of looked into it, but there was nothing, and we were sad because we wanted to run away with it. <laughs> with what was it? It was it was basically the, a Rubbermaid box on which it was written Star Wars Episode 2 uh, reels. Okay. And inside, the, like the box was empty, so Aww. it probably carried the, the, the Star Wars reels, but not at that Not point. anymore. We're going to plug the webcam. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you can see here, it's the, a big freaking reel box. going to see it from the front. Basically, it's, it's, it's a basic Kodak, you know. Real case. Real case. It's but like nothing, nothing special per se, but when you take a look at this. The design, it's kind of dead story. Yeah, yeah. They, they all do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like yeah. one mold. But uh, there were actually Stickers. twenty-four reels total oh, for the than movie. That. More than for that, fifty or something. But this, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, because I got thirty something. Okay, but the, the what's what's special is the number on the side. So I'm gonna sh- try to show it on. They're the numbered boxes. <laughs> so uh, read wha- what's on there. I cannot. Uh, it's Star Wars num Star Wars number one one as in Star Wars episode two, reels number twenty three and twenty four. Here you go. So it goes up to it goes up to thirty four, right? It you were trying to have eleven thirty eight. Yeah, but I it remember. But it it wasn't getting it there. No. So it's yeah, it's probably at thirty four or something like that. I know I've got twenty one and twenty two at home, and I got I another one. I think it's thirty two, thirty three, but I'm not sure. 30, okay. I have one. That's all I need to know. So no, it's it's a metal. It's a metal. Uh, it's not in plastic. It's a metal case. It's a metal case. 
It's aluminum. Yeah. No. It Pretty is. cool. It's 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 nice. It, it, we you were, can fit stuff yeah, into it. <laughs> we were lucky to yeah to get all all of them because most of the theater manager just throw them out. You know. That's right. So. So remember for Stars Episode Three to ask your theater manager if you can get those real boxes. But they probably come in one or two reels, the normal movie. The normal movie because the IMAX is four freaking reels. long. So the normal reels? movie come in four wheel, four reels. Oh, okay. I can tell you that. So so those for working at a film festival. Those one were f- freaking long. <laughs> yeah, so but if if I get my hand on like boxes to carry reels for Star Wars Episode Three, it's gonna be an octagonal boxes that yeah. just flips open like a lo- like a big lunch box. Mm-hmm. It's It's not as nice looking as this one. Yeah. <laughs> so those are golden box. Cool. So yep, 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 yep. do you have a, any more comments from the chat or? No, not really. Not much more. We've got uh, Trooper, who's uh, from Quebec, from uh, Bécamo. Actually, he's been showing up a little bit of his uh, collection, of his collections, and uh, yeah, we've got. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've got we've got tons of collectors all over the globe in Star Wars trends. So that's what uh, what I that's wrote. What eBay, g- eBay goes. So yeah, what one of the thing most associated with Star Wars fan is collecting. Yeah, yeah. you know, Star Wars fan are known for to collect. Yeah, well, Toys, R- Toys R Us, Fre- Midnight Frenzy. There you go. Yeah, that's it. I think uh, there will be something at Legend this year. Uh, for the the first uh, for the, the first two release, yeah, probably. Hi, Haley. Oh, hi, Haley. <laughs> And um, no, yeah, that's it. Cool. So hey, do back. Cool. Hi, do back. <laughs> Where? He's oh, a, he's in, in the, the chat. chat. Oh my gosh! Oh, a Jedi talk listener. A Jedi talk listener. <laughs> Who's that? Wow. We've got we've got a Radio Evolution staff member. Another one. Oh. <laughs> So, we're going to go to a short musical break. So, we're going to go to a short musical break, and we're going to be listening to Just a Ride by Jam. And we're going to be right back on Star with Wars on Direct with, with Brian and a very nice editorial. And if you like the website, send, send us, us comments, and we will re- read them uh, right when we come back. Listen to me. 
SimpleNet, you will get at a very reasonable cost an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by our team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. Hello, this is Paul Ann, director of Lucas Online, and you're listening to Star Wars on Direct. And welcome back to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. And, um, yeah, you know what? Probably the, the thing that Raven likes collecting the most is those little intros by all the people we, uh, we interview. Yeah. <laughs> You don't collect them. <laughs> I don't think he collects them. He's got them all, like one CD on every, on a wall. <laughs> Paul hands, sensely, <laughs> with a sharpie, <laughs> with a sharpie, with a gold sharpie, with a gold sharpie. That's right. So um, right now we're gonna go into Brian. What were you poking me for? Yes, we are. Because we're going into into you. Yes. Because the Kit Fisto has something to report. Well, actually, yeah. Well, actually, yeah. The Kit Fisto has something to report. It's more of an open letter. Okay. To the owner maybe, of TheForce.net. Maybe explain the... Um, it's pretty much explained my letter. Okay. But um, as you may have noticed, TFN is not in our opening anymore, nor is it listed in our sponsors. So, I will think you will enjoy listening to my open letter to Mr. Philip Wise. Mr. Wise, 
Upon hearing that you had decided to drop the promotion of Star Wars on Direct, I was confused. I found that it was in reaction to reading a comment I made on the Jedi Council, TFN's own message board. Just so you know, I have been posting on the JC since November 2001, and I am no spring chicken there. The comment in question was made in a topic I created in the spoiler section, where I post a link to promotional pictures from Revenge of the Sith, and another link back to the source, which happened to be Sith Clan. The last line of the post was, and I quote, Tiffin still sucks, with the cool emoticon. Now, the very next post was, is this a joke? Simply quoted. To which I responded, yes, TFN doesn't suck, but it does pale in comparison to what is Sith Clan and MillennianFalcon.com. I felt that this comment was needed because sarcasm is often misunderstood over the internet. And from my information, the reasons for removing the promotion of Star Wars on Direct were that I trashed TFN, and I had links to MillennianFalcon.com in my Jedi Council signature. First, I will address the issue of having a link to Millennium Falcon in my signature. I enjoy posting at MillenniumFalcon.com. I find that they have smart, insightful members and enjoy their spo- spoiler reporting style. I am not, nor ever been, a representative of the website. My link is simply there because I think others may enjoy it as much as I do. Secondly, to address why I don't find TFN as pertinent as others. As Star Wars on Direct, we discuss Star Wars in different mediums, and we each have our different interests, as you could have seen in our present topic tonight. We all have our different fields. Um, Each of us has a voice, our own own opinions, and sometimes we disagree. This is the part of what makes our show so enjoyable for me. My opinion is my own. I do not speak for Danny, Sebastian, Frank, Martin, or Stephanie from the French show. I speak for myself. My opinion is my own. I can tell you why I don't find TFN pertinent. And it's simply because you're not true to your mandate. At least for me. Right now, in the ways of Star Wars, my interests lie in three areas. Return of the, Je- Return of the S- Revenge of the Sith spoilers, the miniatures game from Wizards, and the upcoming TV series rumors. Sadly, TFN d- does not deliver my daily dose of Star Wars in those areas. Millennium Falcon and Sith Clan deliver my spoilers weekly, if not daily, and the occasional TV rumor when they pop up. Sithclan's miniatures coverage is unparalleled. No one gets better, even on the English side. No one. There is no parallel. Now, this may explain the comment that was negative on t- to TFN, but is not, not worthy of the term trashing. Had I insulted TFN and called them all shitheads, maybe my comment would have been trashing TFN. But I do not think it's the case. Mr. Wise, maybe the information you got about my comments wasn't exactly accurate. But in this case, I suggest you do your own research. Another point is how you can endorse Star Wars on Direct without ever listening to it. Whenever Star Wars, adder- Star Wars on Direct adds a partner or sponsor, I go check them out personally. I understand that TFN is a big s- website, but no one in your staff took the time to check us out first? What if our opening theme was a high-pitched voice to scream, TFN sucks balls? You would never know. If you had listened to our show, maybe you would have heard it. And and I have never, never been quiet of how I feel towards Sith Clan or Millennium Falcon. Personally, TFN is not my first choice for updates. Sorry to break it to you. 
Can I get your tissue? <laughs> nice. Brian Cairns. Here you go. So. Uh, personally, TFN is my third choice for news. I'm sorry. Who's are your first two? MF and Sitlan? MF and... Well, Sitlan first because it's broader. Okay. But... Episode three, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to call my fifth on this one. And you're a moderator on the website. I'm going to call my fifth on this one. <laughs> <laughs> are you calling the fifth and saying you'd rather not say any comment to force yes. you to incriminate yourself? <laughs> okay. That sounds like a good idea. Good. Right? So, uh, did we get uh, some comments about the website? Uh, not in the chat, really, because they've been talking about uh, what they got in terms of autographs for the past uh, 15-something minutes. Okay. And in the very nice uh, email room, we've got nothing either. Okay. Um, I might be posting that my open letter elsewhere. Okay. So people will be able to read, read it. Read it and uh, send me feedback. I I I'm could edit out your letter and put it in the in the archive as an interview. No, not an interview, but Our open letter. Segment. Yeah. I don't know. Brain special segment. I like <laughs> that. <laughs> so, uh, for uh, you probably uh, saw that we have a new website, the white website, inspired not by Apple, but by THX 1138. You, act you can actually see uh, the number uh, 1138 on the home page. So, try to find it. Just for fun. Ooh, ooh, now I must go. <laughs> <laughs> Try to find it and just tell me where it is. And uh, if you have comments about the, the new website, we would like to have yours at the studio at swendirect.com. And you will see that we have a couple of uh, options in the, menu, in the menu that doesn't have links yet. We have... Uh, let me go to let me go see okay we have the auto help us with which will be the uh, paypal you know if you can if help you ever us feel like oh, so um, generous as to send us Danny funds. on the how to listen to us um there's a problem oh. on the english side you have like use the same links so when you go to click on for itunes you go to the french version of apple's site to download itunes oh, okay on the english side so just put it in. Cool. Okay. Uh, you got how to, how to help us. So if you want to help us pay for bandwidth or something, or just give a donation of some sort, uh, you will be able to go there. Multimedia will be uh, video we filmed at our outings, like in Toronto, or DVD presentation, or whatever yeah. that will be there. Some wallpaper that we, uh, for Star Wars on direct, etc. You gotta get a shot of all three of us in the big comfy yeah. couch. Yeah, <laughs> we could. All five of us. All five all of six us. of us. With yeah. Stephanie are also, you know, Wookiee friends. Then it's just gonna look silly like friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With too many guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got Star Wars wear uh, and stuff, so you will be able to go to a Cafe Press and buy uh, a Star Wars on direct t-shirt or a different kind of stuff. Mugs. Mugs. Uh, <laughs> cap or whatever. And Star Wars on direct community. That we don't know what we want to do with it. So uh, let's defend the size. Do you want us to do a, like a... Uh, like a... A fan club? A fan club. Uh, you know, a 
uh, a group of hardcore listeners, those who are there all the time and have special, uh, not access, but special uh, advantages or, uh, you know, they could decide something in the, in the show. I don't know. Give us your ideas. We don't know yet what we want to do with it. I don't think I don't think we will go. We will make a forum. We'll just still go to Galactic Senate to a post announcement. So uh, give us your ideas for the Star Wars the community. I re- I remember for Jedi talk that they had you know uh, the light side and the dark side. You got people on both sides. It's it, it was kind of a, a club. If people and, th- and then you had me and another girl <coughs> being on the gray side, just like messing them up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think if w- uh, if people were always there in the chat and they call in, because uh, Jedi Talk was a call in show, yeah. be, uh, contrary to us, which is a call out, <laughs> uh, people could get in the club, but they they could only get in the group if the other members vote. For that person, per, for example. So, just g- gave us your ideas about that. We will see what we can do in the future for that. Or uh, let's say uh, having a special access to our uh, our room at celebration to for uh, for the live show we will do there. Or if our computer are not seized <laughs> by the customs or something. Yeah. Like, sorry, you can bring this up. What? Yeah. <laughs> no. It's my business computer. Yeah. Don't look through the hard drive. You don't need to look through the hard drive. <laughs> I don't have the anarchists ebook on this computer. It's at home. Don't worry. <laughs> so uh, if you have ideas about the, the, the what we can do with the SWD community uh, link that's not uh, available yet, just send us a, an idea. Uh, if you get something wrong with the website, a bug or something like just uh, Brian said to me, or if you don't like the look or if you like the look, just... Send anything as a comment. So, oh, did anybody find the other eleven thirty-eight? Yeah, of course. It's pretty easy to find. But you should you should put a, a link a link on it, and you have like congratulations, you found it. No, oh, come <laughs> on, man. Oh, and um, guys, everybody be waiting on uh, Tuesday. It's MacWorld San Francisco, and we might get a trailer because Ooh, the new quick time. Because they're launching uh, QuickTime Next Generation. Yes. And uh, this is just silly. apparently I, it's Steve so it's so not publicized. I know, but that's the thing. Yeah. That, that's why <coughs> I think <coughs> it might happen. It's because no one's talked about it. Like Millennium Falcon, we I, I was I was on the ring it up because I pay attention to Mac rumors mm-hmm. and people are getting sued because of Mac rumors because they're trade secrets. Okay. <laughs> Good thing the Lucasfilm doesn't do that. I know. <laughs> Damn, we will be in prison for, for sure for, for like five years ago. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So we can do some movie reviews now. Well, right. just to close the topic of okay. uh, collecting, I've mm-hmm. actually thought of a, a little uh, list of Lucasfilm people and what they collect. For instance, um, we have uh, Bunny Girl from the StarWarsBoards.com. She connects. She uh, she collects all the name of the people she uh, she demoted or she uh, she banned. No, what? that's really bad. No, she actually collects nice stuff. Uh, if you go to her website, she uh, she has this collection of squirrel in uh, luo's uh, skirts, like dancing. squirrels in lu- luo's skirts. Yeah. Okay, alua. 
they're, no, they're Hawaiian, dense, Hawaiian Hawaiian skirts. They're they're dense and squirrels. Grass skirts. Yeah. Like uh, bobbleheads, apparently thingies. Um, Pablo Hidalgo, we have no idea what what he collects. We're gonna go with M and M's because uh, Bunny Girl actually steals M and M's from him all the time. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> and uh, of course, Paul Hans, he's got he's got to be collecting all uh, CDs of all data banks from Star Wars stuff. Going into the archives today. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you were in this position, <laughs> and um, we have Steve Sands, we did collect everything that has LFL LTD written in the back of it <laughs> or somewhere on it. <laughs> and uh, George Lucas, what do you think George Lucas collects? Mugs. Mugs. The shirts. Played played shirts. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's. Um, I'm still going with the Chewbacca mugs. Chewy mugs. Rick McCollum. What do you think Rick McCollum would uh, would would collect? Fucking Wookies. <laughs> yeah, he likes Wookies. That's right. That yeah. or, like, or he collects uh, Krispy Kreme donut uh, receipts. <laughs> oh, that's not cool. <laughs> oh. uh, I'm sorry, Rick. I'm just teasing. So we'd like to state again that uh, Brian's. I d- I speak for myself. <laughs> Speaks for himself, not for all of We're us. We're gonna have to tell Frank to do an intro, right? <laughs> <laughs> Brian, a disclaimer for Brian. Brian says, <laughs> that's it. So okay. movie reviews. Movie reviews. We're gonna go. I won't go with the Aviator. I don't feel like it. So. You did you see well, it? Well, yeah. Okay, you saw. Is it a good or a bad movie? Yeah, it's a good movie. I, should I we like go it. see it on the theaters, or should we wait till it comes out? If you like the, that kind of historical movie, biographical will, movie, yeah, you will like it. It's pretty long, but DiCaprio has done a superb job again for uh, an acting. Okay. Uh, House of Flying Daggers. I didn't think it was as good as Hero, even if it was made by the same guy. Director. It Director. was. It is visually beautiful. It's still the same good music, yeah. good visuals. The the really colorful beautiful. again. I found it a lot of the scenes really pointless, and then I went to sleep, and I woke up, and I was like, oh, I don't understand. I let to go to sleep, and I woke up again, and I fell asleep, and I went to sleep again. <laughs> <sighs> I found it boring. Oh. I like subtitled movies, and I found this one boring, because I had a hard time t- keeping track of the story. Maybe the, the, just the like subtitles geez. were not really well placed. Compared to Eero, for example, I don't, okay. I don't know. I didn't find them. I didn't find the subtitles hard. It was just like the story was weird and boring, and like they didn't tell you much. And it was, uh, I didn't like it. We I didn't. Fell we do, We don't know what happens at, at the end with yeah, the, yeah. the army going against the House of Flying Daggers. What happened? You know, it's the love story that's the focus at the end. So, and like every Chinese movie, it it doesn't finish good. It's well, and I found the ca- characters confusing. Is that that guy or is it this guy? And is he this? And he that? They're, uh, they, he they look the same. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a <laughs> that like is it's such so a, bad. It's such, a, it's such a horrible thing to say, but I I don't know. I was really tired that day. They look the same. Oh, well. and I saw um, Lemony Stick. It's in a series of unfortunate events. I'm a big Harry Potter fan, like really. Big. Uh, before uh, also playing daggers, go see it at the movies. I think. For the the colors and the yeah, sound, the, vi- and the, the visual aspect yeah. of it is. I say don't go see it. And the sound aspect of it. I didn't find it that great. If you understand French and you find a w- uh, a way to see it in French, go see it in French. But there's probably a, an English dub version. Yeah, somewhere. go see, go see it yeah. dubbed. Yeah, because reading, 
Hearing uh, in, in in Mandarin or like I don't mind like a lot of sub I, I I'd rather see a subtitled movie than a dubbed movie and in this case I'd have rather seen the dubbed version because I could have understood the story because <laughs> yeah, the acting there was I didn't find it that spectacular no. so there was no point in li- actually listening to the Mandarin dude it's it's Zhang Ziyi <laughs> okay she'll she'll have the same she'll look exactly the same if she's dubbed in English she'll go. So I saw the a series of unfortunate events. Jim Carrey was really good in it. He played the part beautifully. I have not read the books. My brother and my sister read the books. And I have to say, if you're going to take a young child to it, I just don't think it, it's very dark. They will They might, be, they, they might be afraid. I'd say wait till DVD. But if teenagers, definitely go see this movie. And, and people that are interested in film... Cinematography style, oh my god, it's beautiful. The set design is beautiful. They they recreate this beautiful world, and it's so weird, and it's 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 really cool. And then the end titles are like amazing. The, uh, the, the, uh, the end titles, the generic, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the credits, the credits are just oh my god, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. It's not the, the basic, you know, no, no, no. It's like every person that had an import, like an important role in the movie. Mm-hmm. Got a separate title in them. Yeah, like the pictures action. and yeah, and animation. It's beautiful. And wow. the gaffer boy. No, not the gaffers. Like it start. It stopped at like all the producers, all the like most of the sound mixers. Um, it was like it was a ten minute long credit sequence, Whoa. and then the stunts came up. But like most of the supervisors and the editors, they are the main producers. So you know what, guys? If you're gaffer boys in Hollywood, I consider you go on a strike right now. <laughs> All of the gaffer boys. It's a gaffer, then first boy. Then gaffer guys. Just like, go into strike. But what's the basic you need story? The basic story is these three children um, are orphaned when their parents are killed in a fire. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, they go to live with their, with Count Olaf, a distant relative, and then he all they all he wants is to get their family fortune. So they go through a series of unfortunate events. They leave Olaf when he tries to kill them. Um, Olaf is the character played by Jim Carrey. It, by Jim Carrey, they go live with their uncle Morty. Um, Jim Carrey's character has him killed and then he escapes and then they go live with their other their one of their aunts or something like that and Jim Carrey comes in and he messes it up somehow and they go back to living with Olaf but Olaf at this point has figured out there's one loophole one loophole so he can get the fortune if he marries the eldest daughter who's 14 but he there's a loophole in it if she can only marry him if her guardian consents, and he is his. He is her guardian. So he tricks it into a way that he marries her. But then the um, the middle child discovers that he, Count Olaf was the one making the fires, and the uh, the day is saved, and they go to their next caretaker at the end of the movie. Is it the sequel kind of? Well, it's actually it's actually the first three books of this okay. series of unfortunate events into one movie, and it really feels like that. Okay. It really feels like one, two, three. Okay. Cool. I I, re- I really enjoyed it. Not as good as Harry Potter, story wise, but I think because the the actual source material is shorter, they could get all three three books into one movie. It really felt bet complete. Like, 
complete. Not like when you go when you've read, read the Harry Potter books and you go see a movie and you have like you get out of the theater and you have like a bad taste in your tongue because it was like they missed that scene, they missed that scene, they missed that scene, that, this scene. A lot of foreshadowing in Harry Potter. And if and I thought it was from licking the popcorn off the floor. But no, no, no. That's a different taste. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> in the Harry Potter, there's like so much foreshadowing. And it's just fucked up in the movies, and you ruin it, and it's just like, that scene is missing, and that explains why this is. And a lot of, that's why I didn't like the Harry Potter movies. Okay. Even the third one, which is pretty. Just like Series of Unfortunate Events. Very pretty, the third one, but it lacked something. Cool. I think I will go see it now. It's, it's, it's a, it's interesting. It's, it's very, I loved the style. It was just like, wow, these people took a lot of effort into creating a unique world. It's not real. It's almost hyper-real. Hyper-real. Surreal. Okay. And like, unreal, and it's it's like a beautiful like mix. Wizard of Oz or something? Almost Wizard of Oz. Like, the wizard is behind the counter, behind the curtains, and it's, it's beautiful. Cool. But it's not like the Wizard of Oz, because that's a very happy world. Okay. This is a, the, the opposite. The, the opposite. The, the negative pole of that. Okay. Nice. Cool. So there you go. And I had the uh, honor to see uh, Fat Halbert. Oh. Honor? Dude, honestly, for adults who actually l liked watching the show back in the good old days, the end of the movie is, like, really emotional. Because oh, you my see God. Because you see all the actual uh, have a heart cosmic attack. kids. But actually, Fat Albert is dead. The, 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 the guy who actually... Gave the idea for for Fat Albert instead, so so it's it's a, it's a nice movie. I said wait till it comes out on DVD though, because it's probably not worth ten bucks to go see it in the theaters. And uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Is it better than the Scooby Doo movie? Let's say that. Oh yeah, it's no ten times better than the Scooby Doo movies though. Okay, because it was like because it's it's still like a funny movie to watch, and you know it's still like. Morale, lessons of life, blah blah blah. It's it's a big fat Albert episode, but uh, is there the the ornate the uh the green that the brown ornate? Uh, it, it's actually missing in the episode oh from the brown ornate. Damn. So that's that's really not cool. Yeah. Cool. So that's all I can think of for the time being, though. But there you go. So uh, the next show will be January twenty third. That's right. In two weeks. And yeah, uh, like maybe 20. What? Oh, yeah, it's your By birthday soon. When? It's your... The 17th. 17th. You're still not going to be allowed to drink beer in the States. I really don't care. Beer is a waste of money. <laughs> Why? You lie so well. Okay, th this computer was bought by not spending drinking. money on drinking on frivolous things. Okay. Now, the, uh, subject. the subject is still to be determined. Uh, determined. Determined. Thank you. And uh, I was going to say, we're probably going to be able to review for you the movie Electra, which is coming so. out next week with Jennifer Garner. I saw the preview uh, for the first time uh, and this uh, the movie uh, uh, Friday. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. There's one problem with cool it. Preview. There is one problem with the movie. It's coming out in January. You know yeah. what that means? Flop. Yeah. It has flop written. If, if it has January in the date, it's just like... Why don't you just replace that by flop? 
Well, it says flop because nobody can go see it because nobody has money anymore. Yeah. No, it's more like the movies you don't care about that the studios don't invest money in because they they were retar- they were s- held back from December come out in January. Yeah. And no movie has done well in January. Like I think Precinct 13 is probably the good movie that'll come out in January. And I don't understand why it wasn't released in December because it looks good. Mhm. There you go, it probably looks good. I don't know if it'll be good. I mean, it cool they're like all hyped up about it. We'll see, we'll see. It, it's Lawrence Fishburne, Ethan Hawke, I don't mind going see it. Ethan see Hawke is probably one of my favorite actors. He's so really good. Probably supposed to get it. He's got like this hot body. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, got, he got really skinny though. He wasn't taking lives, right? Ethan Hawke? Yeah, he was pretty, he was... Eh, but taking lives was pretty bad though. No, yeah. the movie's bad, but I think... He, he, he played well. He played well, yeah. That's the, like the part where he kicks somebody, company somebody's head in front of the car. That was awesome. <laughs> I was like, wow, awesome. <laughs> that is cool. So, of course, if you have any comments on the show, on the website, or that you would like to make a suggestions for upcoming subjects, please send an email to studio at com. If you like the show, unlike Brian, who's falling asleep right now, we suggest that you talk about it around yourself. Word to mouth is the best publicity we can have by our listeners. Bring a friend to the next show. Uh, we'd like to take a second to thank our sponsor. Oh, uh, did we uh, yeah, list the people in the chat at some point? Okay. Surabasan, North, Duback, Jedi Mark, Laszlo Toth, Sultry Song, and Siabi. Simon Kenobi also. And we had Trooper, we had... Uh, man, I don't remember. Um, we had a bundle of people coming yeah. by. Sabrina came we by. We had Tiger Claw. Yeah. So there our you go. usual listener... Yep. Th- Thanks for dropping by, guys. Yep. And for all of you uh, listening to us in uh, archives, in the archives, feel free to uh, drop by one of those Sundays. I'm sure you're gonna enjoy yourself because you can actually interact with us. Yes. Yes, we will read what you will write into the chat room. Yeah. So thank you to Sitclan.net for giving us all those wonderful informations pictures. that I can actually and pictures, and that I can make my wonderful hyperspace, hyperspace. news with them. Legends Action Figures, Star Wars Redemption, SWRedemption.com, our web of simple-net.ca, our partners, the fanfiction, SWRedemption, SWRedemption.com, FurryConflict.com, Trek Wars, the Furry Conflict audio drama. Episode3.net, Millennium Falcon, Galactic Yay. Hunter, keeping collectors on target. T-Bones, the Star Wars Universe and the Galactic Senate message board, available at Star Wars with a Z. Dot com and StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars Fan Audio. And for all the crew here at Star Wars on Direct, this is Sebastian Rilvites saying see you next time on Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. This show has been brought to you by SimpleNet. Webmasters, online gamers, or administrators of e-business. At SimpleNet, we will always have a solution to meet your needs. You were listening to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom.
be sure to visit www.swanzarek.com for more information about upcoming shows. Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. Cyclan.net, c'est... Les toutes dernières actualités sur l'univers Star Wars. Plusieurs dossiers sur la saga. Des événements et rencontres entre fans. Un énorme forum de discussion. Une radio web à contenu 100% Star Wars incluant une ligne ouverte en direct. Plusieurs concours ouverts au Québec et en Europe. Et bien plus encore. Ne résistez pas à la tentation du côté obscur. Cliquez sur le www.cyclan.net. Galactic Hunter, the place where you can find the latest Star Wars collectible news from all around the world. From the Hasbro and Kenner lines of action figures, to comics, games, prop collectibles, and events. Everything is covered and reviewed. Join our fan community in the Bounty Hunter Collective Forums and find all your bounties at www.galactichunter.com. Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target. StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio on the Internet. It's your home for Star Wars fan audio genre news, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas, with behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an Internet movie database-style directory of the entire Star Wars fan audio community, and the only fan audio community-recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com, fandom has a whole new sound. Sir, if you'll not be meeting me, I'll close down for a while.